It's showtime. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on the shortest day of 2023. It is the 21st day of December 2023. That means it's the winter solstice. It's already uh, darker than the hubs of hell outside, but beginning tomorrow, the sun is reborn. Hail the reborn sun. Yo, ho, ho. Oh, yo, yo. I don't know. Hi, I'm Robin. This is the Horn. Head on dot live is where uh, where you go if you'd like to be part of the... No, it's where you find us on the interweb, first of all. And it's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza. That is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And where, if you do pop by the aforementioned Mary Wacky Zany, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That's Anatole and Irish Dave and Natural and Ralphs and Squeaky. And incapably moderated by Lamois. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, where Roger is, but uh, y'all do a pretty good job of policing yourselves and behaving and whatnot. Uh, So... uh, well, enjoy yourselves. There's Roger. Yes, uh, horn chief agronomist, chief mathematician, bud trimmer emeritus, and expert zimmergist Roger in Oregon. We can't pay anybody, so we pass out titles, right? Yeah. And if also, if you are listening to the podcast and part of the the, the part of the community that takes this program via podcast, well. Uh, let me uh, please encourage you to like every episode, subscribe on a couple of platforms, and leave a comment here and there. Just you know, just the occasional. Oh my goodness, this twenty-year conversation is rather astonishing, considering that it has no buy gold now ads or uh, uh, booze wave radios or. Mattresses made in Sweden, of foam from Swedish, developed by NASA, or any of that. Uh, just because that's all true, and it is amazing to me. Um, 
Every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude. This program is, of course, no different. And that means that we say thank you to our uh, PayPal and other subscribers for this 21st day of the month. And what that boils down to is uh, thank you to Tracy for being the lone uh, subscriber to make sure that this is not a zero day Alone subscriber for the 21st day of the month. Uh, <laughs> okay, Micah. <laughs> Wait, we do titles? Well, yeah, I mean, Brother Bishop Steve, all-around great guy. Um, Brother Deacon Asa. Chief Agronomist. Yes, which reminds me, Micah, we need a title... We need a title for you, ma'am. Uh, let me add that to the agenda this weekend, Micah says. Uh, do please. I'm glad someone's keeping up because God knows it's hard enough for me. Uh, Theo noting, back down the mountain and restoring lost calories with some really choice ice cream. Oh, sure. Rub it in. That's okay. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I'm I'm really happy with the, the ice cream I found. Miss Terry put me onto it. It's called Rebel. It's out of Utah. And the whole stinking pint has, like, one net carb. And it's really good. Wait, where'd you go, Roger? Uh, if you see it and you have to and you have to count your carbs, I can highly recommend it. The only thing I haven't tried yet is the vanilla. The triple chocolate is amazing. That's an unpaid product placement here on the Horn because we don't do advertising. Uh, the fundraising goal... Uh, stands. Uh, hey, thank you, Henry. Henry got got us started before I even mentioned the fundraising goal, because the fundraising goal start uh, is at one thousand seven hundred and seventy dollars. That's a lot, but it is now one thousand six hundred and ninety-five dollars. Yeah, I think that was about the time that one of my ancestors bugged out of the Massachusetts Bay Colony and maybe took his um, less than. Uh, his uh, less than sufficiently uh, Puritan spouse with him and ran for it. But yeah, we're at 16.95 to go. That means we are fully unfunded for the last five days and only partially funded for the sixth day. So that means we're unfunded for Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, and last Friday, and we are. Um, unfunded to the tune of $195 for a week ago today. It would be great if we could catch up, and I hope that we can, and thanks to everybody who does help with that. And again, thank you so kindly to Henry. Henry, that's very kind of you, and it's much appreciated by not just me, but the entire community. Uh, uh, Billable Rick said, what happened with the program tonight? I heard the first 16 minutes, and then the show restarted. Well, what you heard was the first 16 minutes of a rerun, because uh, uh, girls had a very busy day and was a little bit late getting back into the studio, and I'll tell you why. Because I was, oh, I was, I was tickled. All, I, I, a couple of happy tears rolled from 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 beneath my eyes. Uh, last week, we got a note. I got a note. 
from Cat in Ohio. Hi, Cat. And Cat said, "No more chicken breast in the crock pot for Christmas dinner for you, for y'all." And simply said, "I've sent you a turkey and a ham." And I thought that was just the loveliest thing. But she didn't actually give all of the details. Cat didn't. And so she sent me a note yesterday, and I lit out for Beckley and the post office, the UPS store, actually. The UPS store where we share a post office box with one of the local... I mean, we don't share a post office box. We share a UPS store because they'll do business with anybody. Uh, me, a local chapter of the Klan. Oh, dear. Uh, but they're very nice people, and I like them a lot. Uh, they probably don't even know that they have, that, that outfit uh, has a post office box there. But anyway, I went to the UPS store, and they brought out this whopping huge box. Great googly moogly, it was big. I, ras- I parked in the fire lane. Shh, don't tell. I parked in the fire lane, and... Popped the trunk and wrestled the box out through out the door and got it into the and then I saw I saw what what was printed on the outside of the box. I didn't see it on the top and it wasn't facing me as I picked it up and it's not just a turkey and a ham. It's a Kaneka turkey. And a Kaneka ham. And that's that's when the couple of tears rolled down my eyes. Oh, Kat, that was beautiful. And, you know, I get really, really, really worked up about the stuff from Kaneka. I've never had their turkey or their ham. I've only had their bacon and their sausage. I can't wait. And they're huge, and they're beautiful, and so there's going to be turkey and ham on Christmas. We may do, like, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. My goodness, I can't wait for the ham sandwiches, the turkey sandwiches. We're probably going to be working on this well past Christmas, and every bite is going to be heavenly and hickory smoky and wonderful. Thank you again, Kat. That was just... I, I can't express how sweet and kind that was. It just, oh, it was lovely. Thank you, thank you. And there will be um, when when the time comes, there will be photographs. And it, it even came with a little booklet. of Kaneka recipes and they suggest we'll get to the news in a minute the, the, the world the world is the, the world is too much with us um, they suggest to, to uh, prepare the turkey I mean it's already smoked but uh, uh, they they suggest you put the turkey in a baking dish and pour a, uh, a cup of chicken broth around it Brush the bird with melted butter, cover tightly with foil, and 
bake until heated through at 350 until uh, for about an hour. That's going to be the shortest turkey time, I think, in my entire uh, turkey preparing existence. And then they and then there's the recipe for the Coca-Cola glazed ham. Huh. This is going to be amazing. And I can't, I can't, my, my taste buds are already singing arias. I know, Ralph's right? Oh, my God, Robin. Yes. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's going to be so good. And then when we get down to the ham bone, whoo, bean soup. Mmm, yum. I, I'm just absolutely uh, over, overwhelmed with joy. Truly. Um, Brother Deacon, what? Oh, get the fuck out of here, lady. You share a mailbox with the Klan. You receive meat through the mail, and you don't even have the basic decency to receive a box full of Trump steaks. What's wrong with you? Girl has to have standards. That's all. So... That was, you know, that that was that was my afternoon adventure. Uh, uh, I also picked up a bottle of flaxseed oil. Uh, there was another parcel that I was expecting to find, but twas not there. So uh, I, I will have to check back. A reminder. Uh, as was the case last night, the 20th, and, uh, well, the, it is also the case today, the 21st, that uh, uh, Tara Devlin, my dear, dear friend and colleague, and I will be filling in for Malloy after this program is over, and we will do so one more time tomorrow while Mike and Molly are off visiting uh, uh, their extended family. Uh, I told Mike uh, while he was gone to please remember me and and and, and slurp at least uh, one raw oyster while he's there near the Atlantic seaboard. He wasn't terribly enthusiastic about the prospect, but he said he would. Try to get the uh, re- uh, get the request fulfilled by another family member. Well, thank you, Darlene, and the same to you. Wishing you a very happy winter solstice for 10:27 p.m., Roxanne. We happily welcome the return of the sun. I know it never left, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I heard. I heard. Darlene says there's live streaming of the festivities at Stonehenge. Might be fun to catch later, if I remember. And I'm still awake. Uh, if you find if you find a linky, would you please be so kind as to share? Yeah, I think about all the places, and and I'd love to. There's even a place in West Virginia, a prehistoric site, where the sun on the summer solstice does a particular thing and illuminates a specific rock uh, formation. I don't know for a fact. Um, 
the sad thing is it was a protected location and kept well hidden so that people wouldn't go out and, you know, fuck it up in the name of Jesus or something like that. Uh, my, uh, I need to check with my friend uh, Dave Cybre of WVExplorer.com and see if the place still exists or if it's been blown away by a coal company. It was probably put there by members of the Fort Ancient culture, which was the indigenous culture in the Ohio and Kanawha Valleys back around oh, 1,000 year, uh, 1, CE. Um, then, of course, there's the, the way that the, uh, the, the sun makes the snake on the pyramid at Chichen Itza appear to writhe, and there's a, another uh, solstice marker uh, in the southwest, I think, maybe in what, New, maybe multiple, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, from the, uh, uh, oh gosh, I can't, uh, can't remember the name of the culture now. But all, all around, all around the globe, peoples have marked the solstice because it's important. Not from some mythic standpoint, as Dr. John and I uh, chuckle from time to time, probably served some ritual function. Yeah, that's what archaeologists say when they can't come up with any other viable explanation for uh, material culture or um, uh, behaviors of uh, pre or not, or of cultures who communicated in ways that white folks can't understand. Probably serve some ritual function. But this was more than that, because if you know when the solstice is and you know where you live, then you know how long you have to wait before, oh, say, uh, when the little baby deer will be born. Or when the buffalo bison will begin to move. and Or when the tiny tender shoots will begin to come out of the ground. Or in fact... If, you've begun, if your culture has begun to engage in sedentary agriculture, when it's time for you to put the seeds in the ground? General reminder that it's a lot easier to be a hunter-gatherer than it is a sedentary agriculturalist. Just about every bad thing that's ever happened on planet Earth happened after sedentary agriculture came along. That drives conservatives and capitalists absolutely bananas. So it's the solstice, and I hope everyone has a very happy one. Oh, fun. Uh, Darlene sent me a link, and so did Ralph's. There's a YouTube page for the live stream of the solstice at Stonehenge. A uh, quick note coming in from our pal Jessica in the uh, Greater Rochester Metropolitan Co-Prosperity Sphere in Minnesota. Greetings from the battlefield. The kid and I are sat together in the living room, hunched over the chessboard, mocked in simulated combat. Last time we played, we were down to his three pieces to my queen, and we essentially ran around each other for a good half hour to 45 minutes before he made a tactical error, and I was able to subsequently defeat him. 
In the last 15 to 20 minutes, we've been at a standoff, and the first four pieces have been sacrificed, three pawns and a rook, his pawn, and uh, uh, took my two pawn, his pawn and rook took my two pawns. Hopefully the rest of the membership is having a stimulating an afternoon and evening. Stay strong, Jessica. Stay strong, sister. Uh, thanks for the link to the Horseman on the Roof, Flavio. So that's basically the day in a nutshell. Um, we've got plenty to converse and carry on about in the coming uh, coming couple of hours. It should, well, some more bizarre than others. Good news, bad news, says Matt in San Francisco. Good news is the hex-clad pots and pans I ordered for my husband's Christmas present arrived today. The bad news, he worked from home today. So I guess he knows what he's getting for Christmas. String of swear words. Yosemite Sam comes in handy for that, Matt. Blag, stag, and not pole, frazzlack, and food, point, and snack, parking. Yes. I have a feeling it will be a... Uh, a lovely, lovely holiday at Shea Matt, just the same. And heck, I bet the uh, I bet the eats will be fantastic. Let's start with the stupid this evening, shall we? In other words, pick up where we left off uh, for this thorn in the side Thursday. Pick up where we left off on Wednesday. Let's start with a basic question. Does anybody remember who John Schneider was? Took me a minute. There will be a warning, content warning. There will be some double entendre in, in, in incoming and some practicing of the art of word knowing I've given you a minute to see if you can recall who John Schneider is uh, he had a brief recording career because he had a brief career as an actor playing Bo Duke on the Dukes of Hazard, and I can I can say with absolute certainty, that I don't think, even back when it was popular and on network TV, in a primetime slot, I don't think I ever watched an entire episode of The Dukes of Hazard. Um... It was dumb, uh, approaching stupid. You remember Bo and Luke Duke out running Boss Hog and Sheriff Dipshit, cousin cousin Cletus, Cletus the Klansman, or yeah, what? And it was just absolutely rife with uh, racist dog whistles and the like. And then, of course, there was what all the uh, 
I mean, come on. What all the horny teenage boys were tuning in for, and that was Daisy Duke, who was so adorably cute that short cut-off blue jean shorts became known forever thereafter as Daisy Dukes. I even got a pair of my own. Don't ask. Uh, come on, Summer! Well, it turned... It, I... It, it, I, he, it, I think he did a song, you know, the, the, the same way that one of the guys from Starsky and Hutch had a song, although I can actually remember the lyric to... Don't give up on us, baby. Something like that. But that wasn't John... But John Schneider... Apparently isn't getting a lot of work these days. But even old out-of-work thespians... Stop it. Even old out-of-work thespians... Hunger, crave... The spotlight and the attention of others. And so... Well, yesterday, President Biden posted and on his Twitter account, which means that some social media member of the White House press corps or press team posted it. And what the president said, because these posts are the president speaking, even if someone else is doing the flapping. President Biden said, Trump poses many threats to our country. The right to choose, civil rights, voting rights, and America's standing in the world. But the greatest threat he poses is to our democracy. If we lose that, we lose everything. And of course, yesterday in Milwaukee... President Biden had said unequivocally that Orange Genius did in fact foment an insurrection and participate in it, and went on to say that uh, um, he's doubling down on it now. Well, this occasioned self-righteous maggot outrage from John Schneider. Who jumped, uh, who jumped on a shitter and left a shit. If you want to imagine some banjo music accompanying this, that's fine by me, but I, I'm not going to take the time to cue it up. Oh, John Schneider said, Mr. President, I believe you are guilty of treason. And should be publicly hung. Your son too. Your response is dot dot question mark. Sincerely, John Schneider. Wow. I said there would be some, uh, some, some, uh, maybe a brief foray into the gutter and a little bit of grammar along the way. Okay, first of all, I think President Biden has more dignity than to show the public that he's hung. 
See, told you. You can't do this story and not go there. And God knows, based on the testimony of Stormy Daniels, nobody's ever going to accuse Julius Geezer of being hung. So ashamed. But the fact of the matter is, John Schneider, the word you were looking for was hanged. As in, you know, when we used to sentence people to die that way, to be hanged by the neck until dead. And John Schneider, I didn't know you were interested in whether or not uh, but but again, uh, he didn't he didn't say that it was just President Biden. He said his son Hunter should be hung too. I think that's probably a sentiment that uh, you share with oh marginal trailer queen, and almost certainly the Colo- the Colorado corn shucker. Clanny Granny, Lauren Bobblehead Boobert. Uh, one individual responding to the tweet said, Hey, FBI, we found another MAGA terrorist. One wonders, seriously. One wonders if John Schneider might get a visit from those humorless dudes in the black suits with the skinny black ties talking. Well, they have they have phones now, but you know, who talk to their wrists. Another individual said, most young folks have no idea who John Schneider is. Ow, that has to sting. Because, again, this was about craving attention. And so you know... That John Schneider was sitting there watching his shitter account, waiting for the ping, 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 ping. He probably even has the noise alerts on. It's probably the most attention that's been paid to him since uh, the last time the General Lee, yeah, that's the name of the car, the General Lee, uh, jumped the shark. They jumped a lot of things in the General Lee. I have a feeling there was more than one of them. That old Dodge Charger couldn't have taken that kind of abuse. And every time it jumped, uh, there, there, there would be in, you'd get slow motion you know, as it went over some uh, creek or branch or some such, or, you know, moving about as slowly as the Enterprise does in the first. Star Trek movie. There's our obligatory Star Trek reference for the evening. Might have made for a lot more interesting show if uh, Leger had been there to zap them from time to time. Most young folks have no idea who John Schneider is, so allow me to school, y'all. There was this show when I was a kid, early 80s, called Dukes of Hazard. It was filled with racist references, although I did not connect the dots at the time. 
So I am not one bit surprised that an actor who agreed to be in this show is a Trump supporter today and posted a death threat to our Democratic president, Joe Biden, and his son. I think that's a succinct uh, precy of both the show and John Snyder, Schneider. Uh, not to be confused with Schneider from uh, One Day at a Time. You know, Bonnie Franklin. And, yeah, right. So it's just a, you know, it's just a place to get started. Uh, Matt responded, Schneider, well, if the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, we can already assume Joe is hung. Just saying. I know, not saying. Just saying. No, uh, they're, they're, well, let's just put it this way. First Lady Do- uh, Dr. Jill Biden hasn't been out there talking about things being shaped like the mushroom from Mario games or had a jury say that they couldn't convict him of rape because the witness couldn't tell if it was a finger or a dingus. Right, yeah. Uh, Look, it's thorn in the side Thursday. You don't get John Schneider's popping off about people being hung very often. It's just a public service of a practitioner of the art of word knowing. Uh, Checking in on a couple of other emails. Uh, Uh, First of all, Kat wrote in, subject line, yep, (laughs) you're welcome. Give us a meat review when y'all dig in. I'm sure it will not be very good, LOL. Enjoy. Oh, Kat, it's going to be so good. Mercy sakes. And if I can make a recommendation, if if uh, if, if you're into bacon, order, order up some of their bacon. You will, you'll grieve every time you buy another brand henceforward. Meaty and delicious, mm, wonderful. And the sausage too. Oh my goodness! I love the black pepper. I love the all natural with the no nitrates. No nitrates, both. Uh, as to the solstice, Theo writes, "Give me that old time religion." Hey, Robin, I'll have to share pics of the Stone Circle in Washington State, where my Wiccan pagan church held its monthly rites. By the way, lunar rituals were incorporated into the modern pagan ritual calendar by our wonderfully mad founder, Gerald Gardner. Basically, because the solstices and equinoxes only gave covens four days a year to hold high revels, translation, to get snockered on wine and mead and possibly indulge in skyclad, otherwise known as naked, fellowship in the hot tub. I get a little closer to Wiccan every day. Celebrate the season as ye will, Horn family. Blessings. Blessed be, Theo. Blessed be. Uh, And, and uh, serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Hung Hanged Research Department, Lou and PA. Y'all speak funny in them dar hills. Hey, it's not it's not them dar hills. I mean, uh, 
To be hanged by the neck until he is dead, dead, dead. That's some merry old Angelon shit going on there is what that is. You know, historically speaking, the reason that uh, poison was smuggled into, was it Goering? After Nuremberg? He took poison and killed himself was because as a convicted war criminal, he was not going to be given a, uh, a, a, a decent and respectable firing squad. He was sentenced to be, everybody, one, two, three, hanged. Uh, hung, verb, past and past participle of hang. Hung jury, unable to reach a verdict. Informal, emotionally confused or disturbed. People are hung up in all sorts of ways. See John Schneider. Uh, further from Lou, West Virginia speak. Past tense, hanged. Past participle, hanged. And uh, kill someone by tying a rope attached from above around the neck and removing the support from beneath used as a form of capital punishment. He was hanged for murder. Told you I was right. And in, in, in another of those archaic usages from uh, uh, from uh, seamanship, I don't know if our buddy Tom in Sunny San Rafael ever had a smoking lamp aboard uh, his vessel. But from olden English sailing days forward, and I don't know about the modern Navy, but only up as far as World War II because my dad told me about it. There was a statement that would be made when it was okay to um, light up your cigars, your cigarettes, your pipe, what have you. And the, announce would, announce, uh, the announcement would go around the ship. The smoking lamp is lighted, not lit. Dude, that's so lit. Well, if you're old school, dude, that's so lighted. Archaic usages, but they are still valid. <laughs> Emilio, okay, let's get started with an early cowbell. Not that early, really, when you get right down to it. Uh, didn't Lindsey Graham expect that Mike Pence was proper hung? I thought he was really anticipating that. Yeah, the maggots were marching around singing, We'll hang Mike Pants from the sour apple tree. We'll hang Mike Pants from the sour apple tree. And uh, 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 Lady G was heard to say, uh, Why, wait, my stars and daughters. <laughs> Mike Pants is hung. No wonder Mother is so fond of him. So we just needed a silly place to get started. I love this one, too. Most every state has a hall of fame. I think here in West Virginia, um, Pearl Buck, author of The Good Earth, is part of uh, the West Virginia Hall of Fame. So, too, of course, native son Chuck Yeager. Um uh, among others. By the way, that whole will hang from the sour apple tree. 
Uh, that was what treasonous Confederates used to sing about Abe Lincoln. Well, hang Abe Lincoln from the sour apple tree. Because mm-hmm. they were Americans, too. No, they weren't. Never mind. Let's stay away from that. Well, they've got a Hall of Fame in Rogues Island. Hi, Charlene. Hi, Albert. Haven't heard from you in a while, Albert. No, they've got a Hall hall of Fame in Rhode Island, Rogues Island, and uh, a decision was made to induct L. Cross, former General Michael Flynn, and pardoned felon Michael Flynn. into the Rhode Island Hall of Fame. And some of the members of the board in a virtual meeting voted to induct him into the Rhode Island Hall of Fame. And uh, the Providence Journal reports that as a result, uh, a number of members of the Rhode Island Hall of Fame wrote letters saying, I hereby resign from the Rhode Island Hall of Fame. Former Congressman Jim Langevin, also selected last week as an inductee, said, the inclusion of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn flies in the face of honorable service. I just couldn't see placing that particular nominee on the same footing with so many fabulous people that have been honored in that way over the many years that it's been in existence. Uh, B. Lanzi and a lawyer, John Tarantino, they signed a letter together to the board president, Lawrence Reed, saying that inducting uh, pardoned felon Flynn is disappointing and astounding, noting that the board knew before they took their vote, why Flynn was not worthy of induction. Their letter went on and said, there is an overall right and wrong in the universe, and what has happened here, in our view, and according to our moral compasses and consciences, compel us to resign. And added, oh, and by the way, we will stop any further donations Oh, would not. They wouldn't stop their donations or, or, or withdraw them. But they stipulated that any of those donations would not uh, could not be used to deal with any legal fees, crisis management, public relations fallout, or other negative reactions the organization may face because of Lieutenant General Flynn's nomination and induction. Nonetheless, a historian, really, named Patrick Conley, also a pettifogger, who was in charge of the hall for 20 years, decided to get all red in the face about the matter and said, the induction will vindicate Flynn in his home state in the manner contained in his executive grant of clemency from President Trump. I know, Rhode Islanders don't talk like that, do they, Charlene? Another innocent victim of the Russia hoax. 
Flynn did not commit high treason, espionage, sedition, or any high crime. Flynn was illegally surveilled by the outgoing Obama administration, set up without benefit of counsel by two agents from a weaponized FBI, and then tried and convicted by a biased media. Dude! He was an unregistered foreign agent for Turkey, not Russia, dipshit. Patrick Conley, stupid maggot. Oh, and I mentioned First Lady Dr. Jill Biden a moment ago. A couple of nights back, I talked about the fact that the maggots were having a purple polka-dotted blue screaming hissy and kittens with crocheted tails over a tap dance routine to a jazz version of the Nutcracker. Takes a lot of balls to do the Nutcracker. Roxanne, shame. Well, they're, 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 they're in perpetual hissy mode. And so consequently, uh, and I saw this video before I ever saw any any hissies. Uh, it was a sweet video. The video was published over the website. Some of you have probably seen it called the Dodo, and the, the Dodo is some is usually. Uh, feel-good, warm, fuzzy videos of, I don't know, uh, kitty cats that uh, wind up playing, uh, being surrogate moms to baby rabbits and the like. So it was a tour of the White House at Christmas time with the first kitty cat, Willow. Willow was a rescue. And uh, looking at the camera, Dr. Biden says, she's very affectionate. Willow, you have snow on your fur. Ah, the nerve. The outrage. Maggot world lost whatever thin gray settlings betwixt their ears that slosh around and pass for minds. That one maggot grunting, silence is complicity. How dare they think they can distract us with their cat. Another said, the Biden and their fowlers are morally and ethically corrupt. Couldn't even work in a conjunction using a preposition instead. The Biden in their followers. A cat was probably sacrificed for some demonic ritual. Yeah, over at Comet Ping Pong Pizza in the basement where there's no basement. Meanwhile, the entirely sweet and innocuous video features Willow the kitty cat getting things that kitty cats love, like Head pats and 
well, okay. Getting a little wasted on a catnip pickle. And then rolling around the White House floor and stretching and doing cat things. Dear the Dodo, I've been a fan for maybe a year or two. Showing the White House as animal friendly is totally inaccurate. They'll euthanize the cat when it scratches someone. Grow a brain and think for yourself instead of being in Mango Mussolini's cult. Nice. Are you a listener? Are you a member of the Horn Family Community Congregation? Well, the little bit, yeah. Because there was some pushback against the... uh, against the uh, maggots. Can't wait to see you cry in November or sooner when your orange overlord is in prison. But that was not going to uh, be allowed to stand. A maggot responded, uh, Biden will be in jail or dead and a Republican will take over again. Either Trump or Ramaswamy. No more corrupt Bidens. That's Biden apostrophe S. Trying to throw their opponents in jail. Get your safe space ready. Good advice went unheeded. It's literally Christmas and it's a simple cat post. Take a break from social media. Can't people just enjoy the cat? And a a heartbroken optimist... Me thinking this was a cute cat video in the comments would be civil. I mean, the internet exists for kitty cat videos and pictures and memes. Granted, it's only it's only the audio, but here's what all the conniptionizing was about. And by the way, Dr. Jill, absolutely lovely in a uh, an emerald green velvet uh, top. Just pretty, pretty, pretty. You're Dr. Biden. Yes. Can I meet the cat? Sure. Ever been so nervous to meet a cat? I'm a cat's mom. Can I go nervous? No. Okay. Welcome to the White House. Willow. Oh, my gosh. And she likes her present. <laughs> it was amazing, really. She came to one of my speeches in a barn. She came and sat on the chair and, and listened to the speech. <laughs> you are so sweet. Would you like to pet her? She's very affectionate. Willow, you have snow on your fur. The cross hall. That's a Hunter Biden cocaine reference. Snow on the fur. See the White House behave. The East Room Headband Calendar. It's designed to be reminiscent of Childhood Wonder. I mean, I feel like I'm 10 again. Minus the impending doom of Y2K. It's sweet. You know, there's a, a, there's a there's an electric train that would just absolutely tickle Miss Jessica Pink. Beautiful trees. It's a it's a it's a reminder of the wonder of childhood. You know, as opposed to the the melanoma Trump Christmas. That was a reminder of the bleak and hopeless nature of human existence. Show me your neck. 
That's it. That simple little video was enough to send the maggot goons into paroxysms and spasms of cue ball outrage. Uh, uh, more fun with language. Flavio points out, I knew about hanged. Uh, there's also a very English imprecation. Get hanged! Which I've used before, but I didn't know about lighted. Well, uh, I think you're still a smoker, aren't you, Flavio? So, henceforward, you can declare when the smoking lamp is lighted at Shea Flavio. Uh, Lou... I had to explain someone of, to someone of North Asian descent that those in this area from the old country refer to pharmacists as druggists. I enjoy trying to identify the constituency served by a member of parliament by their accent. Sadly, even in the UK, they're being McDonald'sized into a more bland, common, posh London speak. The other day I wrote to you that Giuliani should be sectioned, committed to a loony bin, which you read as sanctioned. Ah, well, don't remember that, but I probably did because sometimes I edit on the fly because sometimes things look like typos to me. And speaking of editing on the fly, a correction from the Department of Corrections here. No, not that Department of Corrections. I will not be hung at dawn or any other time. Oh, it's going to be one of those shows, isn't it? Learn something. After Flavio and I yesterday evening uh, had our own little connection over the uh, name of one of the members of the congressional delegation from Michigan, the only member of Congress of Palestinian descent, uh, I, I, I received a note. And I got me an education. Don't hate me, Joanne Ann Arbor says. But just an FYI that Rashida and her family pronounce their surname as Talib. Everyone here in southeastern Michigan pronounces it that way, and not because we're racist. Here's an excerpt from an interview she did with Amy Goodman. Well, it's actually pronounced, she said, as if it was in Hebrew. So when it got translated, it got translated in the Hebrew language instead of Talib, which is supposed to be T-A-L-E-E-B. Instead, it's T-L-A-I-B. But we're from, you know, what we call in Palestine, Dar Talib. And Talib is my name, even though the it would have, I think I heard it would have took months for us to get the new translation. And we didn't have that kind of time, so we ended up with that spelling. Trust me, my two boys are still struggling to understand why their names are spelled that way, but I, you know, the irony of it, I mean, the fact that it is spelled as if it was pronounced that it is uh, pronounced in Hebrew, and I could tell you uh, Rashida, which means wise in Arabic, but it also, I was named after my great aunt who helped raise my father in Nicaragua. How about that? 
um, joy noting it's crazy making, like one of those word puzzles where you have to read the word green aloud, but the text letters are red. LOL. I feel like a lazy white racist, Joy said what I say to leave, but if that's her preference, I have to respect it. And in my case, it all stems from a desire to be grammatically correct and look at words and try to pronounce them as they appear to be spelled. Joy said, I get it. I, too, strive to pronounce names to be as respectful as possible. I was the only person at TCU who bothered to learn to pronounce the tricky name of a dancer friend. She was Ty. She went by Sugar, but she loved that I could call her by her real name. I have a Ty friend like that, too. She has a completely innocuous first name, but I know what her real name is, and I can pronounce that. And it, she takes joy from it. Joy said, I think you and I are sensitive to things like that. When Talib appeared on my radar here, I wondered if she called herself Talib out of frustration, like she'd given up trying. But when I learned that it's really how her family wants it pronounced, I had to respect it and retrain my eye because my eye wants to say Tlaib. Kind of makes me wonder if Abu Ghraib really is Abu Ghraib. Thank you, Joy. Yes, yes. Uh, Flavio says, okay, now I'm confused. So it really is Talib and not Tlaib? Yes, it is Talib. And I'm going to honor that. Flavio said, they lost their shit over the Nutcracker tap dancing video. I loved it, but we know why they lost their shit over that, because it's black. Well, it's not just because it's black. It's also because it's queer. There were queers dancing in the White House. The flag is, the flag is falling, my friends. What will we tell the children? Well, thank you, Billable Rick. I'll accept. That was for... It takes a lot of balls to do the Nutcracker. It's just one of... These shows happen every now and then. You just can't help it. And since we're on the topic of maggot outrage... Now, that guy, and it's a little bit like John Schneider, because if you say his name, uh, Jacob Chansley. No, he did not have a guest shot on the Dukes of Hazard, although he probably would have fit right in. Jacob Chansley is better known to the world as the QAnon shaman. I tried like the devil to get a refugee from a Ted Nugent cosplay convention but it was just, it's its kind of like a derpy Batman villain uh, describing uh, Elon Musk. And Brother Deacon Asa said, that's just too much of a mouthful. And so, too, uh, was a refugee from a Ted Nugent cosplay convention. He's just the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley is, and he's running for... Uh, running for Congress in Arizona, Stan. And he got terribly, terribly, terribly put out 
not in a good way. With Matt, it just gets worse. Snorter of rails of Viagra and guzzler of Red Bull. Ooh. Viagra. Don't have the balls to do that anymore. Stop it. Well, the QAnon shaman did get all kinds of butt hurt because he went to America Fast as hosted by Toilet Paper USA and huge but yet somehow still empty-headed Charlie Kirk. And so this past Monday, the QAnon shaman put a video on his uh, he, he on, on his uh, shitter feed. And I don't know why he did, because it's really pathetic. Of him trying to get Matt Gates to pay attention to him. Jacob, can I call you Jake? Sweetie, he's not going to pay attention to you. Unless you show up with some powdered Viagra and some Red Bull, and then the attention you're going to get is, well, you probably haven't had that kind of attention since you got out of jail. Maggot. Um, and so he threw a, a, a hissy on video and gave play-by-play with it. This is where I call out Representative Matt Gates for stealing my campaign platform after my Newsmax interview on November 13th, shortly thereafter he... There, is, there isn't any punctuation, okay? It's like reading a Roman manuscript. There's our ancient Rome reference for the evening. Hope, hope I, uh, I hope Steve in New York's listening. This is where I call out Representative Matt Gates for stealing my campaign platform after my Newsmax interview on November 13th. Shortly thereafter, he proposed his anti-corruption plan that three of the main ideas in my campaign platform... I think he knew I was going to ask him about it. Cowardice! Do enjoy this moment of zen, as they like to say on The Daily Show. Oh, and he even bothered to show up with his uh, his, his buffalo hat on. Did you see that? Coward! And these are the people that are representing Americans? <laughs> Says a guy with his face painted red, white, and blue like it was on the on, on January 6, 2021, wearing his buffalo hat, although I must admit it appears to be slightly askew and the horns are a little droopy. They can't even speak to an American. He was saying, "My can't even speak to an American with his face covered in face paint and a, and a, and a droopy buffalo hat." Get the nerve of him! Name all over spaces. He's been talking about them getting me out with Tucker Carlson's footage. He can't talk to me. Won't even talk to me. These are big names that claim that they're for the little guy getting screwed by the big machine. Well, that's exactly right, Jake. They are for the little guy getting screwed by the big machine. 
the big machine happens to take a uh, about a dozen AA batteries. And he will not talk to me. Let's assume you're a member of Congress. And let's assume you're walking. You don't even have, we don't have to, I'm, I'm not going to insult you by suggesting that you would be a Republican. Hell. Uh, but let's assume you're at a, a member of Congress at a public event and you've got your suit and your tie on. And you just happen to be approached by a guy with his face painted up in red, white, and blue wearing a somewhat askew buffalo horn hat. And I don't want to be cutting too much slack to Matt Gates, but because it just gates worse. Wouldn't you keep on walking? Honestly. Coward! Cowardice! No, um, that's actually... Given the number of fuck-ups that Matt It Just Gates Worse has... I mean, he made his payment to an underage sex worker public on Venmo. Maybe he's learning, and so you don't want to be anywhere that you'd be photographed with uh, a cue ball like Jacob Chansley? Not that I'm coming to Matt Gates' defense. Please don't. No, no, don't, don't think that. That's you. But y'all... This is one half of the political parties with, well, of the mainstream political parties in the United States of America in the middle part of the third decade of the 21st century of the common era. I don't know about you, but I'm not feeling real great about it. I mean, there's already enough stress. There's already enough Michigas. And, and, and we add this, well, at least it's entertaining. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matt in San Francisco, paying attention. Nuts! Hung, semen, balls, and nutcrackers. It's not hard to see why the horn has endured for 20 years. Viagra comment. Now, Roxanne, the other side is shameless. Not us. Get it together. Matt, you have no idea what a struggle it is. Yeah, when I see the list there like that, Matt... It really seems a. It almost looks like it would be deliberate. But I promise you, it wasn't. This is. You, you sit at the table. They, 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 they deal out the cards. You look up and you go, huh, hung, semen, balls, and not crackers. I'll take one. 
and they deal you the jack of Viagra. Sometimes I just feel young. Downright shamelessly adolescent. You don't have the balls for it anymore, Roxanne, says Emilio. That's okay. It's hard sometimes. All right, Emilio. I very nearly used that quote, Flavio, Mark Twain. Suppose you were an idiot, and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. That's why he was quite possibly alongside Benjamin Franklin, one of America's greatest geniuses. White House cat, Billable Rick says, but Robin, we must not forget it's always about the cat. Billable, this has been going on for a while. Let me reiterate to you, it's not about the cat. I was, uh, you know, I was talking, uh, what was it, last night, night before, about how come February 4th it would be hilarious, wonderful if we had a retrospective of little snippets of 20 years worth of the horn. That would be a snippet worth playing. That one particular Friday on the front porch when for just about the entirety of the front porch conversation, Rick, it's not about the cat, would be stated over and over. Rick, it's not about the cat. Another snippet well worth it would be uh, um, all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgia Stan, talking, talking about colonoscopies and how they'll find a, that piece of bubble gum you swallowed in seventh grade before you could get caught chewing it. There have been moments. Matt's suspiciously large woman email. Yeah, there, there have been, indeed, moments. And this, because we seem to be working the silly corner this evening, with the announcement of uh, the Colorado Supreme Court decision, as we noted yesterday, lawyers were of multiple opinions And it's just, well, it's it's too rich a field for the likes of Alan Dershowitz not to try to farm it. And so whoever the booker is over at that rattletrap uh, platform run by the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells, Stevie Three Shirts, Steve Bannon, still walking free after being convicted of two count them, two uh, felony counts of contempt of Congress. They were felony counts, weren't they? Uh, yes, that absolutely, Ralph's uh, on the clip list. Uh, me losing it when the first time when, uh, and subsequent times for that matter, when our dear friend Scott mentioned looking like a monkey solving a math problem. Yes, Ralph's, yes. We need... Somebody needs to be keeping a list as we... Mm -hmm. 
so anyway, he sat down, Dershowitz did, with uh, Stevie Three Shirts and explained how he, Alan Dershowitz, greatest pettifogger in the American history of pettifogging, needed to be the one to clap back in court against the Colorado Supreme Court. Professor Dershowitz, you don't support President Trump as a candidate. You haven't voted for him. You don't agree with a lot of his policies. Uh, hold the hell on. Is that just me, or does uh, Stevie Three Shirts sound like he's... Uh, Professor ...been into some of Rudy's cheap scotch. Professor Dershowitz, you don't Professor support President Dershowitz? Trump as a candidate. Uh, let's do that again. Professor Dershowitz, you don't support President Trump as a candidate. You haven't voted for him. You don't agree with a lot of his policies or his politics, but you were one of the key, if not the key, member of his team in the argument on the first impeachment trial that uh, saw him not be found guilty by trial in the Senate, where you argued. If you were asked, uh, would you be part of the team? Okay, art of word knowing is a thing this evening. Uh, Professor Dershowitz. Either the dentures are a little floppy, or somebody's had uh, a little bit more than his regular ration of gin on the cornflakes. But that's some stilted language. What was what was that again? Where you argued? If you were asked. one of the key, if not the key, member of his team in the argument on the first impeachment trial that uh, saw him not be found guilty by trial in the Senate. Not Saw him not be found guilty in the trial in the Senate. Now, I feel fairly confident that uh, the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells is... Probably not a leading inter- intellectual light. Saw him found not be saw him be found not guilty. Where is Steve in New York? When I need someone to have a hissy with me over the passive voice, there's a word for that. Stevie three shirts saw him acquitted by the Senate. Not that I'm trying to make his stupid program sound any more literate or anything. Where you argued. If you were asked, uh, would you be part of the team that would go to the Supreme Court and uh, and, and argue uh, President Trump's case in this matter? Okay, so we understand that every time Stevie Three Shirts turns on the camera, he's broadcasting... to an audience of one. And I can't help but thinking that by asking this question, that he's actually asking a question that his audience of one has asked him to ask. I mean, I can't do it, Stevie. I can't do it. You could do it. You could, like, have him on your show, and and you could ask him, like, because I can't get many. I'm running out of lawyers. I've already stiffed most of them. Maybe you could ask him. I would be very, very tempted, and I'd have to 
I'd have to listen to my wife on that one because you can't imagine how our lives have been disrupted by the fact that I represented President Trump on a constitutional ground. That's sounding rather like a no. I don't want to just come right out and say, are you fucking kidding me? He didn't, I didn't get paid the last time. So it's, I'd have to ask my wife first. That's what I, I definitely have to ask my wife. Of course, this is not my underwear. Our lives have been disrupted by the fact that I represented President Trump on a constitutional ground. Um, I was trying to follow the footsteps of John Adams, who represented the Boston Massacre people, but it totally disrupted. It is language night on the horn, y'all. John Adams. Now, this is a lot. This guy taught at fucking Harvard, all right? What's the matter with Harvard? Maybe Claudine Gay can sort it out. Good luck, President Gay. We got a President Gay story this evening, too. This guy taught at Harvard and refers to John Adams, who defended the Boston Massacre people. Now, we had some rather stilted language from Stevie Three Shirts earlier, but this ain't much better. Who defended the, the, the Redcoats who were charged with murder in the Boston Massacre? No, Alan's just trying to get out of this one with his dignity and intact. In our life, the life of my family in every other way. I have a thick skin. I would do it in a minute, but I... Yeah, yeah, he has a thick skin. Alan Dershowitz says that he was the origin of the line about... Alan Dershowitz will call anyone who brings him a cold, a cold cup of coffee an anti-Semite. Uh, yeah, he's got a thick skin. I have to consult with my family before I would put them through, again, the kind of McCarthyism that they've been put through because I exercised a Sixth Amendment right and defended somebody uh, against serious charges. Somebody? I'm, I'm so old, I can remember when... Uh, m Republicans lost their shit when uh, a Democrat said uh, it was Ilhan Omar said uh, because some people did some things. I defended somebody. Do you get the feeling that maybe there would have been like a little ramekin if if, if Tangerine Tiberius was watching live and he probably was that. There would have been at least a little ramekin of Heinz ketchup flung against the walls. Doesn't even have the good taste to, to, to buy red gold. Somebody. Somebody? I'm somebody now? What the fuck? Is Steve Chung get in here? Steve Chung, get in here. Yeah, I, I, wanna, I, I want you to put a blast out that President Trump says he's not somebody. Chop, chop. Quick like bunny. Get at it. Somebody. Um, uh, Ralph agrees Stevie was slurring his words. 
uh, Darlene in Connecticut says, uh, Stevie's hitting the old panther piss. Bannon can't speak English. Deport him! Deport him. Deport him. Make him exit the country. That sounds like a cheer. Nice old panther piss reference there, Darlene. Billable Rick. Stop telling us that you don't have the balls to do that anymore. We already know that. Yes, Billable. And then Matt in San Francisco. Stevie three shirts sounds like he's three sheets to the wind. If you were Steve Bannon, wouldn't you be? Matt adding Dershowitz, didn't he? Didn't he show up on the guest list of Epstein Island? Oh, I can't wait till that list is fully released. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, and what? What? And and he even had an affirmative defense, did he not? Yes, I was on Epstein Island, but I kept my pants on. Wasn't wasn't that his defense? Oh, it's a it's an evening. And don't look now, but counsel for the parking garage, Alina Havana Havana Havana, uh, has decided to weigh in on the great question of the day, namely the rightness or wrongness of the decision by the Colorado Supreme Court. We'll get to that in a minute. But, oh my gracious, our buddy Tristan uh, is on the line. And we are at the halfway mark of the program, actually past the halfway mark of the program. And it would be great if we could get down from uh, from 1695 to even if we were just be great to finish last Thursday's funding. That's 195 bucks. Last Friday on the front porch, 300. We are seriously behind as we come toward the end of the month of December and the well, the end of the year. Tristan, how are you, my friend? Good. Can you hear me better now? Yes, much. Okay. Yeah, I'm using my laptop. Like before, I called you. There was some guy hammering on the walls. So hopefully that doesn't start up again. Well, it ju- it, it just adds to the ambiance, Tristan. Yeah. Yeah. You you get to learn about my life, and yeah, I I, I just moved into this building like <clears throat> a week and a half ago, and uh, I I've heard people screaming at each other. There's definitely some tension here, but I guess it kind of goes with everything that's going. You know. Any low-income place, you're going to have people who kind of don't get along very well. And, yeah, it was, it was made me stay here, that's for sure. Yeah, stay stay, stay behind the uh, – stay, stay in your place uh, when, yeah. when the shouting starts. That's, yeah, yeah, believe me, I've lived as, – as you well know, I, I'm from a dysfunctional family, so I'm, I'm well used to that. <laughs> it's, it's a reflexive on my part. But, you know, one of the great pleasures in life of being a blind person, I never get to see facial expressions. But when someone's drunk, it really makes me it, it, it really titillates me a lot. I have. Uh, OK, so let me let me just stop you there. Yeah. Did 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 Stevie sound lit or lighted as the case may be? <laughs> yeah, but he always sounds that way. He does. Every time I've heard him speak. He just has this way of like stringing words together. It's just I, I don't I don't get it. Like, well, 
I think your your hypothesis is probably correct because he's trying to, you know, as we've all been drunk before, like when you're drunk, you, you just sort of lose the feeling in your face. And so yeah. they're flicking your I can't feel my nose. Yeah. Where, where, where the hell is it? I don't know. I don't even know my way home. I, I've been you know, like, I thought I was hoping you were going to bring some sanity to the program, but here we go. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, my friend. I, I, uh, I, I do my best. My friends and I have many drunk tales, like walking in Santa Cruz, California, trying to find my friend's apartment at like eleven o'clock at night on New Year's Eve. Yeah, so <laughs> we're. Uh, I'm I'm well acquainted with with those experiences. Um, <clears throat> but hey, did you hear about Rudy Giuliani's bankruptcy filing today? I did, and in fact, it's a minor miracle that I'm not slurring. <laughs> oh, it's poor, <laughs> yeah, pour me another one, boss. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great solstice for everybody else, but certainly not a good one for him. But I think it's pro- I feel like it's Alex, very Alex Jonesy, you know, when he was. Um, when he was trying to get out of the defamation, the lawsuit with Sandy Hook, he did the same thing. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. But uh, Rudy was pushed. Rudy, Rudy did not jump. Rudy was pushed as far as the bankruptcy was concerned because uh, Judge Beryl Howell yesterday issued an order saying, pay up, and I mean now. Mm. Don't want to hear any excuses. So that put Rudy in the position of having to run off to, to bankruptcy court where he said, uh, listen, I'm like $500 million in the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, half, that, that's, Tristan, half a billion dollars. I know. Isn't that, that's just, you know, I had a lot of respect for Rudy Giuliani at one point. I mean, I'm. I am barely old enough to remember 9-11. I was like a six-year-old at the time. But I read about it, and I read about the things that he did, and I, I watched. There was like a four-part Netflix documentary about the mob where he was in it. I actually remember it because he like – he kind of – he's he's talking about the mob and where he grew up in the mean streets of Brooklyn. He's like, you know, could I have been a wise guy just like them? He kind of pauses, and he's like, yeah, I could have. And we're seeing the evidence of that right now. I think you're right. And it's... Go ahead. No, I was, I was, I was going to say that uh, it seems to be a, a common thread with them all. In, in Rudy's case, you know, he made his bones, so to speak, on being a U.S. attorney who took down the mob in New York, right? Yep. But we know from the history of law enforcement taking down the mob that sometimes they kind of they they, they, they kind of get enamored of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And there's a well, I think of uh, oh, who was it? Whitey Bulger in yeah. Boston, and the FBI that was investigating him wound up. And I could be wrong. My, the, my, the details are sketchy, but uh, wound up engaging in conduct that was every bit as gross and and arguably crooked as anything Whitey was doing. Yeah, actually, I think I think his informant was trying to feed him information about where the FBI investigation was, so he would always stay one step ahead. 
Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And then of course there's Nitwit Nero, who even at present is running around the country saying, and of course. I'm being treated worse than the great, and I mean the great, the greatest criminal of all, Al Capone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Now, these are the people he looks up to, and his dad looked up to. Right. Well, and remember, his grandfather, at one point in time, was a pimp in the Yukon during the great Yukon <laughs> gold rush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where the first Trump money came from. Yep. Yeah, he he certainly was. And, you know, you got to, you know, it's, uh, you know, you always hear about people like this. Donald Trump, to me, even as a kid growing up, was always a joke. Like, oh, my God, this guy is so ridiculous. But you can always, and and I know you know this, could always just laugh him off like yeah that's that's trump for you glad i'm not him but now it's so it's gotten to the point where it's so it's you know you know where we are we're in a quack yeah but tristan shame on anybody who laughed him off and said oh yeah he certainly is a wackadoodle you know a yeah. little little little, ju- little jumped up burrow billy from queens robin i have a i have a small confession to make Okay, you all right? I was I was one of those people. Uh, How so? Well, I was prepared to vote for Jill Stein until about a week before the election, and then I had a real heart to heart conversation with myself, and I'm like, "You're you're seriously going to go in there and vote for somebody who has no shot of winning and who's crazy, who's absolutely crazy, who's not." Who has no connection to, you know, we don't want somebody like her in office. And I really had to sit down and I talked with my friends and I was like, I like Donald Trump is such a threat. And again, it wasn't until a couple weeks, maybe a month before the election where I seriously started to think he might win. And it wasn't until a week before where I was like, I am not going to go in there and vote and basically not vote or vote for Trump. And so I, I didn't. And I was, I remember that day. I was like, I was so mad because I woke up. I wanted to be the first one to the polls, one of the first ones. I got there at like 5.08 a.m. <clears throat> uh, I was in college. Luckily in New York, they have, you know, polls, uh, polling places at college libraries. So I, I, I didn't have to walk very far to get there. I remember walking in there voting and they all clapped because we were having trouble with the vote. The vote systems, and I was like, "Well, you people, shut up!" I just wanted to get out of there. But it was a memorable moment for me. I mean, I gotta say, I wasn't didn't wasn't super receptive at the time, but I I was that that honestly that particular time has has affected my political beliefs ever since. And I think the way you've just described it, Tristan, you've made it abundantly clear that you. You, you you were you were clear of mind about what you were going in and doing and look you I, I wish you were the only one who had pondered voting for Jill Effingstein but you sorted it out <coughs> yes you, I did it's it's like that it was popular on uh, reels or TikToks or whatever a couple of years ago you understood the directions mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it, because I, you know, I heard my, one of my old history teachers is basically, I was, I've always kind of been a fuck the system kind of person. If you haven't figured that out. <laughs> um, and I remember telling him like, this is, this two party shit is stupid. I'm going to, when I vote, I'm going to vote for somebody different. And he's like, yeah, you're basically wasting your vote. And he's a six foot six Vietnam veteran, right wing Republican guy. But you know what? He made sense then. <clears throat> yeah, didn't he? Yeah. And I, he was actually one of the sensible, more sensible ones. I, if you remember, you remember when the, um, Obama's speech there was a speech that Obama did probably back 2010 where it rained and he canceled it and a bunch of right wingers got all upset about it. Uh, yeah. I, I remember telling him, like, what do you think? He's like, well, it was raining and you didn't want to keep people out in the cold for an hour so people might get sick. So, yeah, cancel it. <laughs> OK, yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, he he did he did make some sense and he you know, he got a big impact on me. I, I you'd be surprised at how many Republicans actually impact the way I think. And yet, I'm still not a Republican. <laughs> That's how batshit their ideas are. Well, it's it's okay. It's okay to I mean, we spend a lot more time on this program, Tristan, talking about the batshit things the other side says and sometimes I get grief, you know, why are you playing that clip from him? Because, you know, he's a possibility. This, he is, you know, he isn't just their favorite candidate. He is their God Emperor. I use that term, and I do not use it loosely. I use it seriously. Yeah. I think of of the woman uh, years back now, it was during the 2016 election cycle. I think it was, maybe 20, I think 16. But she was at one of the Clavern rallies after the uh, Access Hollywood tape came out, and she was walking around wearing a homemade T-shirt that she had just scrawled on with a Sharpie or something that said, Trump can grab me by the pussy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, And it still makes me feel so... I mean, I've had my fun this evening, for sure. But... That just feels so, so vulgar, so absolutely dirty. Yeah. A lot of self-hatred. A lot of self-hatred. And those are the people that Trump targets. It's people who have a lot of self-hatred, who can't live their authentic lives. Whatever it is, even if it's just something as simple as, like, you know... um, Keeping, you know, keeping your personality in check because you're afraid that people might judge you or make fun of you for being, you know, actually a decent fucking human being. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's such an such an interesting point uh, that they. They follow him because they can't live authentically, whatever authenticity means. And in their case, I think we know what authenticity means. The maggots want to live in a world where they can use all the words that they now think are woke to not use. You know, they want to use the N word. They want mm-hmm. to use the the the, uh, the Latinx slur 
that begins with B and the Latinx slur that begins with S. Oh yes. And and, and they, you know they 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 want to use all the Asian slurs and they want to use the sl- they want well they pretty much still do pretty use all the slurs that apply to the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely and that, right. And that's their authenticity. That is who they authentically are, Tristan. Yeah. Well, I'm a little more optimistic. <laughs> I think a lot of them are. I think you're right. A lot of them are. But a lot of them have been, because I've met people, a lot of them have just been bamboozled. You meet those people. We were, I think we talked about it in our first conversation where you got these, these right wingers who are like, well, I don't, I don't follow politics. They're all, they're both corrupt. Yeah, yeah, well, and and that is so old. You go, you know, Nixon didn't do, didn't didn't do nothing. No other president done. He just got caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. And I think and even we, I think even Joe Scarborough has talked about his daddy being that way. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are like that. You know, you talk to people in the small town where I grew up. You know, they're. <clears throat> A lot, a lot of that talk, a lot of that. Yeah, the both sides are fucked up, man. We don't, we can't trust anybody. But you know who they'll vote for at the end of the day. <clears throat> sure. I, I remember back when West Virginia was a reliably, reliably blue state. The Republicans would bark and grunt about how, you know, them, them damn Democrats. All they ever do is they just tick at one box that says straight ticket Democrat, and they don't care who you. Know, and most Democrats don't do that. But guess who yeah. does vote a straight Republican, uh, vote a straight ticket? Republicans. Republicans. Republicans, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and unfortunately, Democrats have to now because there's no there's there's such a wide chasm between the two parties. You know, I I was telling my brother a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, Republicans and Democrats didn't used to be this divided. The only thing that... <clears throat> They used to really do, I mean, they did differ on policies a little bit, but their priorities were different. It wasn't that there weren't, you know, there were liberal Republicans, conservative Democrats. You, you, I'm sure you know about the conservative Democrats. <laughs> a little. Yeah, just a little. You lived around them. Uh, but <clears throat> they just had different priorities. They, but a lot of the times they could come to a consensus and say, this is actually good for everybody. Let's, let's vote. To make you know to better social security or to <clears throat> unfortunately keep a war going. I mean, that, the Vietnam War was not a one-sided effort. No, no, I mean, and and, and frankly, uh, when m- members of Congress finally did uh, break with the rank and file. It came at a horrible price. Uh, who was the uh, Who was the senator uh, uh, from Alaska? Mike. Uh, Mike Gravel. Gravel. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Read the Pentagon Papers into the record on the floor of the Senate. Yeah. I mean that took guts. It did. Yeah. He he went a little crazy in his later years. I think he joined the Libertarian Party. David Pakman interviewed him before he died. Um, but. Yeah, he was he was a stand up guy. He, he, you know, that that was that was a big move on his part. That was a seismic shift in the government of the government of the United States. You know, right up there with, or perhaps even surpassing, when uh, Walter Cronkite just flat out told America, and this was a time when 
America could act, felt like it could actually look at a reputed, a well-reputed uh, journalist and say, "Yeah, we can." You know, he, he's not he's not grinding an axe on either side. And when Walter Cronkite said, "The Vietnam War cannot be won," mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people went, "Wait, Walter Cronkite said that? Oh man, it must be bad." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you know. Network news has unfortunately been so far eclipsed by the cable news networks with a bunch of mealy-mouthed people on all of those networks. I, the, like my least favorite network is MSNBC because they're so mealy-mouthed over there. Um, because they just they they never come out and say it. They never come out and say things straight. Um, I think if, some do. I mean, Lawrence O'Donnell is anything but mealy-mouthed. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I saw a clip of Chris Hayes, and it's like, wow, you, uh, has, has your agent got another gig lined up for you? Because I like Chris. I, I've, I've met Chris. Yeah. I've been on his show. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah. But he did a he did a, a a commentary about Gaza the other other uh, the other day, maybe yesterday, and it was breath it was breathtaking the degree of candor that he brought to it. It was almost Cronkite esque. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't mean to generalize about all of them. I just, I've just found it. Oh, uh, yeah. Make no mistake. There, are, there are parts of the of the MSNBC schedule that I can't abide. Uh, Mrs. Greenspan makes me want to eat dirt and run rabbits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, and again, I watch my filthy morning habit largely for the entertainment value. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it is refreshing to see Joe be as candid as he's been. I, I never watch it. I'm never up that early. But um, I, I catch clips of it on YouTube and stuff. He's 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 uh, there. It's, it's nice to it's nice to know that there are people who are sane. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> I think even if that happened, I mean, it, and it has happened several times, there have been so many different times where anchors have gotten you know have gotten cronkite like and you know it's just like oh well they're just members of the deep state so we can just dismiss them doesn't matter well sure a certain uh, a uh, a certain a certain segment of the population is i mean if i'm in a conversation with somebody and they say deep state tristan uh, I, I know that we can go on to start talking about leprechauns and elves and. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The conversation's basically at an end. It's from my point of view because it's like there's there's no reasoning with people with those types of people. Um, speaking of which, uh, you played a clip from Jacob Chansley earlier. I saw an interview of him. Uh, David Pakman actually had him on his show. That was a wild interview. I should send it to you if you are. If you want to torture yourself to listen to it, oh, I imagine there's, uh, you know, David. David's a smart young man, and I imagine there is some, there's value in it. Yeah, no, there is. David did is did a good job because Shangley. I like a lot of these people. He can't stay on topic. He keeps ranting and raving and just he keeps calling David dude all the time, which is just really really freaky. Just uh, dude, yeah, definitely yeah. dead. Yeah, oh, that's what he sounds like too. It's just like, 
Yeah, he, he wasn't making a lot of sense. He was basically trying to say that his lawyers were railroading him into the schizo- that schizo- if you remember the schizophrenic defense that yes. he tried to mount. He says, no, that was my lawyers. I don't actually have schizophrenia. I'm fine. I'm mentally sound. You know, don't believe a word they say. I, I'm truly who I say I am, even though that's not what he. Well, it's not, the, it's not the fact that he's not truly who he says he is. It's the fact that he is who he says he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess what, what he said was, I'm, I'm, mental, I'm competent. I'm mentally competent. And, of course, everybody who has – a lot of people, sorry, a lot of people who have mental illnesses don't think they have mental illness. Um, well, there's an old saying out there. I don't know how much weight it carries inside the behavioral health community. But there is an old saying that the only people who think they're sane are the people who aren't. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it's very, it, it's very true. And you know, it kind of reminded me when Jacob Chansley was was trying to accost Matt Gates. Well, Matt Gates won't talk to me. I don't know if you also remember this, but like um, Kyle Rittenhouse tried to do the same thing with Joe Biden. He was like, "Oh, he he won't talk to me. He's he's avoiding me. He won't return my calls. He won't return my emails." It's like, who the fuck wants to talk to Kyle Rittenhouse? I shoot your ass. Yeah, like, come on, that's just. It's well, absurd. do you remember? Do you remember the? Uh, if you caught the show yesterday, the clip from the the woman who is ostensibly running against AOC and her vulgarity laced invective against the Colorado Supreme Court. Well, uh, she's a, she's one of those. She's another one of those debate me, bro types. Only yeah. that ain't the accent. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I did. I'm a, I, uh, yeah. I'm a Queens girl. Debate me, AOC. Are you afraid of me, AOC? Debate me. And that's not the accent, but whatever. Yeah, it's close enough. You listen to Judge Duty enough times, you'll pick it up. She's, <laughs> she's a she's a classic Queens Queens girl. She. Uh, what about, but, but yeah, but what? Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, uh, what about uh, what about Juicebox Janine Pirro? Oh God. Yeah, her voice gives me the creeps too. She's. Definitely sounds drunk. <laughs> oh, she'd make a freight train take a dirt road. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, just like nails on a freaking shockboard. Oh, but you know, and that's the thing. It's like these people are so in this like WWE centered world. And my brother's the same way. He's like, well, Neil deGrasse Tyson won't debate any of these creationists, you know, scientists. It's like, well, because they hold no merit. They have no merit whatsoever. And doing that would just legitimize. You know who else won't debate, Tristan? Dr. Jane Goodall will not debate chimpanzees. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's just like, and, you know, because I'm not a scientist, he's like, well, your belief in in evolution is just a religion. It's basically just as much as a religion as mine. You know, because I I don't, I don't have, uh, you know, I haven't done a a shit ton of research on it because I just, it doesn't really strike me as something that's worthy of research. I mean, I guess I should, you know, to just to, in, you know, to improve my intellectual acumen. Yeah, but, what's, what's what's that old line from Proverbs? Study to show thyself approved. They hammered yeah. that one into our skulls in Sunday school. Oh, they certainly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's true, you know, I think, I definitely think that I could do more research on those, on those particular topics. Um but I just want to kind of switch gears here because I, sure. I, I, I read uh, an, an interesting article in the New Yorker today, and it was about smugglers at the border. And uh, he talked about how 
more and more and more Americans are caught up in in that web. And a lot of people are women, a lot of young people, a lot of old people, a lot of people without high school degrees. Um, <clears throat> a lot of desperate people. A lot of desperate people. And so you hear all these Republicans talking about the danger and the border is the immigrants. But it's actually the Americans who are who are going in, who are who are addicted to drugs too. fentanyl. Big problem. They want to talk about fentanyl and they're not even addressing these problems of, you know, border security. It only matters when it's not an American. Or if they're brown. Yeah, of of any national uh, any nationality, brown. Yes, definitely. Yeah, exactly. So you know, and 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 some of the stories I I, I read are just heartbreaking. Just just and then the type of they would make quick money really fast, and they would get caught, and they would go to prison, and their lives would basically be ruined. And it shows that all this stuff is connected. You want to talk about border security? Talk about mental health. Talk about drug addiction. Right, because as the uh, as the line from Still Life with Woodpecker, we I think we I mentioned that book the last time we were talking, uh, Tom Robbins. There's a line in there where he simply says, and it's sort of, sort of kind of Zen. Uh, everything is part of it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, it just it kind of it really makes you think, you know. And, and this is probably old news to you, but there's so much that we're missing, even in, you know, good faith conversations. That's why we have to be on top of it. And why well, I really I try to read I try to read news as much as I can. It's not easy. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, we let these politicians dictate our narrative and it's just. There's so much. There's so much history that we're missing. There's so much context that we're missing. And there's, you know, it's it's a wonder that we can keep up with it all. But yet we have to. I don't think we have any choice. No. Hey, by no. the way, Matt in San Francisco wrote in when I mentioned Chris Hayes and said, as far as I'm concerned, Chris is a national treasure and not the Phyllis Schlafly kind. That's that's, a reference to Tom Hartman once declaring that Phyllis Schlafly was a national treasure. Yeah. Yeah, And and I do want to interject just for a moment because this is so touching and I'm so grateful. We've got about 50 minutes left in the program, and Matt made note of something. Um, The In Memory of Constance Challenge. December 21st, Matt says, is my late sister Constance's birthday. I'm the youngest. She was the oldest. We both got the addiction gene. I think about her every day. So put me down for 21 bucks. And and for everyone listening, this is this is this could be huge. Put me down for 21 bucks, and I will match every 21 dollars that comes in for the balance of today's program. I wish I'd gotten to this note a little bit sooner, but I didn't want to interrupt. But that's a big deal. So everybody that kicks in 21 bucks, uh, joining the In Memory of Constance Challenge. Matt will match, and considering the hole we're in, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, hated to, I hate to fundraise in the middle of your call, Tristan, but I, I oh, didn't yeah. want to let that just sit because that's so kind. And I, I know uh, Matt has talked about his sister Constance in the past, and 
That's a that's a beautiful challenge, Matt. I uh, I encourage everybody to donate the twenty one or any amount that they can and to help you, Robin, stay stay afloat. Um, I I would if I could. I'm on a no. I no. I understand. No, please. That was not. Yes, you need not say anything further in that regard. Sure. But as far as keeping afloat is concerned, yeah, I was late to the air because I was down. I was down pumping out the bilge. Let's put it that way. Oh yes, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, We used to have one of those. Been a long time, thank goodness. Um, But yeah, no, I, 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 anyone who can donate, please donate because this is this is so important, and I'm I've been so gratified to be, you know, on the air so much. I, I, it's 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 awesome to 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 tune in every day to hear your guys' voices and, you know. You really helped me. You, you've kept my mind off things, Robin, and you you know why. Um, so I, I I'm I'm definitely appreciative of that. So you know, I uh, hope that I hope that you're able to raise what you can and uh, stay afloat. Because like well, I you said, uh, this is your third call, and you have brought you brought great content in every in in every conversation. Make no mistake of that. Thank you. Yeah. No, I I do my best. I try to do my research, and I mean, you know. Let's face it, I'm I'm a pretty good study. So, <laughs> I, did we ever go? I, forgive me if you if we did and I've forgotten. What was your area of study? I was a political science major. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind yeah. of explains things. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like I told you, I've been interested in this kind of stuff since 2008. Since most people in my generation were were not interested, um, I was probably 12, and it was you know. A lot of this, but a lot, I got to be honest, a lot of this stuff I picked up on the fly. College was <clears throat> college was nice, but you know, it was not. It was not. It's not all it's cracked up to be. You know, sometimes we just. I just never fit in where I went to college, and you know, uh, it's also it's not a very Syracuse is a huge school. Oh yeah, yeah, and for an introverted guy like me, who's a poor blind introverted guy who has no idea i basically threw myself into the deep water without even taking a look i mean i just did you just make a joke no this is i try i I know what you're saying but i it's just it's just it's just it comes out it's just i can't help it (laughs) um no my jokes are are usually a little better than that but <laughs> I was I, I was good for a cowbell on it, Tristan. I, I'm, yeah. Nah, I'm a I'm good. I, I it's just so it's just so like it's it's so ingrained into our culture. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. It, You're it's welcome. Just so, it's just so ingrained into our culture. It's it's you know we are we are a very sight centered culture, and I I I'm you know. I'm used to that. I never say I'm listening to TV. I say I'm watching it, even though I can't really watch it. Um, you know, I say I look, you know, I look something up on the internet. I don't say I hear it up. That just kind of sounds strange. So. And and researched just. That's a little. That's a little too. You know, I researched it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> might, as well, might as well say you asked Doctor Google. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's very. It's very erudite. Um, Oh, Muffy, well, I was researching on the Internet the other day. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. I just, I, it's hard, it's too hard to remember. Even when people are, people, a lot of, so some people who are smart asses, well, how did you look, get up if you can't see? It's just, yeah. usually those conversations are pretty short and off is probably the last word I use. So. I understand, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very suspicious of people who talk like that. I just, I don't, I don't even want to be your friend. Speaking of which, I got accused of loitering the other day. Really? Yeah, I was. So we have something called paratransit, and I was. It's where they like they take disabled people door to door. And I was at an appointment, and they were late because that's what happens when. Yeah, it's just it just happens, and government runs. So yeah, you know. Um, not that it would be better under a private company, believe me, but it's, it is what it is. It's, you know, there's delays happen. And I was, I was waiting out, um, in the vestibule and the security guard came up to me. He's like, what are you doing here? And I don't, I don't answer him. I just shake my head. No, I want to talk to you. And he's like, sir, 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 you have an appointment. And I was, I was finally was like, well, what business is it of yours? And he's like, well, I'm security here. And I was like, well, if you said that the first fucking place, you wouldn't have had a problem, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you say so? Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's the first thing that should have come out of your mouth. So I was like, yeah, I, I'm waiting for a ride. And, you know, he kind of walked away with his tail between his legs. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to deal with this right now. So I called a supervisor. A supervisor met me and kind of had a police mentality about it but he was nice he he said yeah you're absolutely right our officers should be better trained and you know i would have answered your question but i'm not going to be like just answering random questions from random people um no i mean that's 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 along the lines of may i see your papers please yeah yeah, exactly who the fuck do you think you're talking to like (laughs) you know so i'm i'm not i'm not a shrinking violet at all um, you know, and I, I made my displeasure known very clear and very loud. I was, I went outside and I was standing on the street and I was just kind <clears> of <throat> speaking to anybody who would listen. <laughs> I was kind of in one of those moods. You remind me of a, of a sketch that, or a bit that Susie Izzard, the comedian, did years ago before her, before her transition, and it was the Star Wars Cantina, and she was imagining Darth Vader going down to the to the Death Star Cantina for lunch. It was a Death Star Cantina, and the guy was giving Darth Vader hell. You know, you're going to need a try. <laughs> and Darth, do you know who I am? And the guy in the in the canteen said, uh, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> and Vader replies, "This is not a game of who the fuck are you." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, wait a Emilio with a note for you. Stop being such a loiterer, Tristan. Neo loitering ristical shell. Yeah, that's me. That's me. All right. And by the way, you're getting some uh, some camaraderie and uh, and and simpatico from Randy Radar. Uh, 
uh, Randy Radar said, I broke my brain getting my degree and had another friend who broke his and ruined his digestion. Yeah, it does that. I was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was damn difficult. Thank you, Randy. Kind of makes me glad I went to something, and I had no idea at the time that I transferred from my little tiny liberal arts college to WVU, Harvard on the Mon. I had no idea I was transferring into the, the, the nation's number one party school. Oh, yes. Well, yes. I found out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, well, sadly or happily, depending on how you look at it, Syracuse took that title in, I think, 2017. So. Okay, well, then we, we, have, we, we have common cause. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, stu- the student union had a, had a beer joint in the basement. Yeah, uh, yeah, called the Blue Tick Tavern that would happily sell you a a, a twelve ounce glass of draft icy Iron City light beer, you know, for a dime. Oh man, what, what those were the days. I mean, we're, uh, okay, it's nineteen eighty three. Yeah, I'm an old. Yeah, but still. Yeah, no, that's 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 something else. I. Uh... Of course, I, I the only reason I like Iron City is because they have um, they're from Pittsburgh, and I love Pittsburgh, and it's one of my favorite. Oh, as cities. do I. Wait a minute, you know Iron City beer? I know of it. Yeah, the only actually the only reason it's I know of it. It's water. Yeah, I, I the only reason I know of it is because uh, Stephen King wrote a story about it, a short story. Uh, in really? The skeleton Crew. Yeah, it was um, it was in the Skeleton Crew. It was the the Milkman. Something or, or making delivery. It was about a milkman who's like psychopathic and kills everybody. Um, what a lovely st- tale! Yeah, yeah. Very Imagine nice. Stephen King writing something like that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I do love Stephen King. He's he's probably one of my favorite authors. Um, and he doesn't take shit from people. He's uh oh no, uh, he's a, as far as I'm concerned, he's a patriot. Oh yeah, yeah, he he is, and you know. But yes, I, I do know Iron City, and I and I know Pittsburgh, and I love Pittsburgh, and I I've been to Primanti Brothers, great place. Have you? Yeah, I have. Yep. When I was in Syracuse, my aunt was living in Pennsylvania, and I went to spend the summer with her, or sorry, the Thanksgiving holiday with her, <clears throat> and um, we, uh, I she lives in like Beaver County, so I know Beaver County. In, she wasn't in. Pennsylvania, uh, Pittsburgh proper. So I said, hey, would you mind driving me to the bus station so I could take the bus to Pittsburgh and hang out there for a day? And that's what I did. Went to Permanis, went to a coffee place, got my hair cut. Um, super nice people there. I, oh, I, I, have- I, I, I love I, I love DeBerg because it's, yeah, it was, it was 75 miles north of Morgantown. So when we were absolutely beside ourselves for something resembling civilization it wasn't that far off and oh it's it, it the, the the people are wonderful the city is wonderful permani now if you get in a if you get a permani brothers sandwich at the original permani's down in the strip mm-hmm. it's not the it's 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 so the 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 experience the ambiance everything is so far different because they've become a chain now and there's like a permani brothers in bridgeport west virginia and a permani brothers in morgantown west virginia uh, and it's it's close, but it's just it, it's it's not quite. It doesn't have that whole steel town working class vibe that the original did. And 
And for those who don't know, they serve their sandwiches on thickly sliced Italian bread, and they've got this vinaigrette slaw. And, you know, you can get corned beef, fish, you can get veggie, but they dress it, you know, whatever you want, mayo, mustard, what have you, ketchup. I think that's called the Donnie. Uh, But they put the vinaigrette slaw and their fresh hand-cut fries on the sandwich. Not with the sandwich, on the sandwich. Yep. Yeah, on the sandwich. I don't think I went to the original one, but I went to the one in Market Square. Does that ring a bell to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Down by the, what, down by the point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, not the most, not the best laid out area in the world. I got very confused, but. um, Oh, you can, because the city's all over the place. It's, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, yep. But. I went there, and the woman behind the counter had they actually had the audacity to be like, do you want the fries on the side? And I was like, no, no, no I don't. I want the real thing. Yeah, that, that was the best fish sandwich I've ever had in my life. The fish sandwich is fantastic. So is the uh, the Italian sausage, um, the pastrami, the corned beef. And, and they've got just like a hamburger steak that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wish I'd had the chance to try more, but... Uh, I was only there for a short time, so... Well, that's, that's okay. Some enterprising entrepreneur, I'm sure, will eventually open up for Manny Brothers in Seattle. Oh, they will. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, that'll be a, a great day for Seattle, uh, assuming that the quality of the sandwich hasn't gone down. So have you uh, ever had a pierogi? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, probably the frozen variety, but we, we actually would sell them from time to time at the SU dining halls. Those those are heavenly. The, uh, down in the strip near near where the original Permani Brothers is, uh, there's a Polish deli, and they sell homemade haluskis, uh, 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 cabbage rolls. Oh man! And like, uh, let's see, potato and cheese, um, potato and onion and cheese, pierogies, and my personal favorite, sauerkraut. Oh, yeah, sauerkraut is delicious. I, yeah, if they if they if they ever start making kimchi pierogies, I, I would walk to Pittsburgh for that. Yeah, oh well, you can always do it. Maybe that'll be a nice uh, a nice uh, side business for the horn. <laughs> yeah, Kim, kimchi pierogies. Yes, but the yeah. the best thing there they do homemade um, kielbasa. Oh man! Of several different varieties. The kind that you can boil or grill, but they also do a dried version that you just slice and eat. Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds heavenly right now. Of course, any food. I need I need a towel rack if it had gravy on it right now. You know, I'm I'm, I'm that kind of I'm I'm by myself. I'm that kind of girl. I mean, it, put 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 gravy on a deck of cards and hand it to me. I'll eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm I love gravy. I'm. Uh, uh, speaking of pierogi or pierogies, there's a place called. It's completely different, but they sell pierogies in Seattle. It's a pierogi pierogi, very famous uh, sort of like pipe place market uh, bakery. They have these delicious Polish pastries, are filled with beef and cheese and salmon. And yes, cheese. I actually had those in Atlanta once. There was a place called Papa Pierogies. It was a Russian place. Yes, it's so delicious. You get the savory ones, the sweet ones, and they're not cheap, but, <clears throat> you know, anything at Pike Place Park is going to be damn expensive. 
Um, and I would like to, um, at some point, try some of the Beecher's handmade cheese. Oh. Make it in front of you in Pike Place Market. Oh, that hurts. That hurts to just yeah. even. Oh, it, yes. Yeah, and and they of course they sell it at the store. I don't know what the quality is. I don't know what the quality is like. I'm sure it's it's perfectly fine, but you know, maybe maybe I'll send you guys. Maybe I'll send you guys some if I can find it. Oh, that would no. The, the, don't don't go out of your way, but nah. But oh, that, yeah. I, wow! Yeah. I, I had I had no idea that the scope of our new friendship would include food porn. Oh yes, oh very much so. I love food. Food is life. Um, yeah, there are yeah. two kinds of people out there. There are the people who, you know, eat as fueling the machine, and those who eat as a um, as a manifestation of the beauty of, the, of existence on this little planet. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely the latter. Although I'm trying to. I'm trying to, you know, broaden my ver- version of the definition of beauty to include healthy foods because, fortunately, a lot of healthy foods that just don't taste very good. But hummus is my new favorite healthy food. Oh, love hummus! By the hummus. way, you're getting a, you're getting a note. You just got a note from uh, Jessica up in the Greater Rochester Metropolitan Co-Prosperity Sphere, and she said. Ah, the joys of being visually limited and being dependent on third parties for transportation. I know it well. Being legally yeah. blind until I was 16 and couldn't drive until I was 37. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, thank you, Jessica. Yes, it's uh And she just Oh, and she just lost she just lost all the matches to the kid. It's the first time she's ever <laughs> lost a chess game to the boy uh, in 6 years of, of playing. Yeah, that's Darn. Well, there's a first time for everything. You, it's sad you don't have me as an opponent. I don't know how to play chess at all. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at chess. I just take a pawn and start jumping. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing as a kid. I was just trying to wrestle. King me. The board as possible. So. I was just trying to get to the pieces before the other person did, and then I was like, I won, and yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had, uh, and and uh, just a quick update. Uh, the uh, In Memory of Constance Challenge has had some respondents. Thank you very kindly to Christopher. And thanks as well to Kat and to Ralphs. Thank you all for jumping in on that. Uh, I know that I know that Matt appreciates it and I appreciate it. Uh, thank you vote. Thank you all so very much. And every $21 will be met between now and oh about 30 minutes from now in memory of the birthday uh, on this winter solstice of uh, Matt in San Francisco's beloved sister, Constance. Thank you, Matt. Much love, Matt. And uh, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna let somebody else talk. I've been hogging the floor for quite oh, a while. Oh, you, ha- you have not, but that's fine. I understand. Yeah. Did you get, hey, quick, did yeah. you get your hot chocolate the other night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, I got hot chocolate twice after that, too. Actually, I went to this coffee place yesterday, and they had a Dark hot chocolate. So oh, get good. out. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It only came in an eight-ounce thing. And, of course, Seattle prices, it was like $5 for the freaking thing. And, and they, that they was just have, for the can. The refill The refill cost extra. And the refill cost extra. I don't think they do refills unless you pay for another whole freaking drink. So, you know, but – and they don't. They didn't have Wi-Fi at this particular coffee place. So while I enjoyed it, while they were very friendly to me, I don't – Wait, hold I'll, on. No Wi-Fi at a Seattle coffee place? They're going to pull their Seattle yeah. card. No, you're, you're right. 
The only reason I was able to use it is because I'm still waiting for my damn wireless modem to come. FedEx finally had to call me, and they shipped it to fucking Walgreens, so I got to go down. Luckily, it's not very far from me, so I can go down there, get the damn modem, and finally set it up. But at least Comcast is so generous that they give you you know, access to their hotspots, and that was the only reason why I was able to use Wi-Fi in their coffee shop. Oh, my. Yeah. But, it, you know, it worked. But I, I will not be going there. Uh, probably not for a while. I mean, I, I do like their – I like the coffee shop. It was a nice – it's a nice place. It's quiet, but uh, the no Wi-Fi thing, I mean, it definitely is not going to be a regular coffee spot, especially since I have a Starbucks right across the street, and there's another coffee place not too far from me that I also want to go to that has Wi-Fi. Believe me, I checked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I will be checking from now on because it it always happens to me. I just – you run into like – I run into anathemas all the time. I'm like, wow, this coffee shop doesn't have Wi-Fi. Oh, my God, this bar doesn't take carbs? Oh, shit. Wait, there, 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 wait. There's there are pubs in Seattle that don't take plastic. I mean, oh no, 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 no. I was referring to um, there was a time in New York where. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, no, no, no. Nope. No bar in Seattle would ever refrain from taking cards. That would just be complete suicide. Maybe, maybe in like uh, Bellingham or something, or Vashon Island, which I still haven't gone to yet, but. You know, the rural parts of the state um, that are close by, maybe. But no, I, luckily that didn't happen. Well, but, the more I, the more I hear you talk, the more I suspect that eventually you will be you will be uh, hornswoggled. See what I did there uh, <laughs> into another uh, another great Northwest mini horn in. Uh, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. In fact, my my building has a community room, and it'd be perfect to host it there. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, if, so if that ever happens, you know, um, you know, just get in touch with me. Well, we'll, we'll need to get hold of. Uh, we'll need to get, get involve Christopher in Portland and uh, yeah. Jude there, not too far away, and maybe uh, next time Billable comes up to see his son. Yeah, yeah, and I know Roger is not too. He's in Eugene, one right. another favorite, another favorite city of mine. Um, I love Eugene. I've only been there a couple times, but I, I really enjoyed my time every time I've been there. Um, yeah, that would be that would be really fun. I hope that I hope it happens. I think that would be a blast. Well, Tristan, have yourself a wonderful evening. Of course, it's just what four thirty there, so wonderful yeah, afternoon yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe me, I will. I haven't eaten in eight hours. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna order some. There's this place that has hummus with meat on it, hummus with lamb pieces on it, and I think. Oh, stop I'm gonna it. Get that. Uh, sorry, <laughs> but yes, Robin, you take care also, and you know, of course, we'll be we'll be talking more. I'm no. so glad. I, I enjoy our conversation so very much, Tristan. Yeah, you yeah, take care. Too. Yeah, you take care too. Hi, right. bye, bye. And that's Tristan in Seattle. Uh, every call gets a little bit a little bit better, a little bit more engaging, and the first one was fantastic. And uh, wow, Tristan, you are amazing. Uh, read after Tristan, says our buddy Wave. No context whatsoever. A couple of non-linear quips. Firstly, Stephen King's The Shining is an alcoholic relapse story. Hmm. And joke told on Reddit in response to the second allegation of filmed gay sex in the House skiff. Republicans. Um... Uh, 
reach around across the aisle. Oh my goodness gracious! We probably maybe maybe it's uh, Friday on the front porch material, but we need it because oh my God, the maggots are losing their minds. A couple of guys were transported by passion in a hearing room and got caught. Uh, the one guy was a Senate staffer for I can't remember who the Democratic senator was, but it was say say they're they're gaying up they're gaying up the government. <laughs> You know, if those poor little maggots only knew how gay the overall demographic is of Hill staffers. I wonder I wonder how many I wonder how many closeted gay people there are in, say, old marginal trailer queen staff. Or does she vet for that? Does she ask does does she ask him, Have you ever had sex with a guy? You got his number? Sorry, couldn't help it. Um, oh, one, uh, I'll go back to the uh, stress line in just uh, in, in just a second, but I have to share this. This is so much fun. Uh, it comes from uh, Stephen Colbert's The Late Show on CBS, featuring the one and only Liam Neeson. The indictment before Christmas. This is precious. Well, folks, it's that special time of year again, the time when everyone has COVID. But also, also it's Christmas, and that means it's time for one of my favorite Christmas traditions, The Late Show's animated holiday special. Each one is a treasured classic celebrating Santa's quest to bring joy to the world with his team of merry helpers. And this year, St. Nick's got a very special helper, Hollywood legend Liam Neeson. We all know that Liam has got a particular set of skills, and one of them is narrating Jolly Holiday Special. So, please enjoy this year's brand new animated classic, The Indictmare Before Christmas. Twas the day before Christmas, the trees were all lighted, and all through the country, a douche was indicted. The tinsel was hung on the old courthouse gate, which rang with the shouts of an orange lump of hate. Order! Boobly-boo! Order! Hannibal-like! Order! His defense was quite lousy, much like his fitness, with no options left. I call one final witness. While up in his workshop, Santa read thickets of letters all begging or Taylor Swift tickets. Even I can't score those. Hmm? North Pole, how may I direct your wish? Hello, sloppy Santa. Donald Trump? Aren't you in court on live TV? No. Now listen, chunks. I just need you to get out there last and find me 11,780 nice things that I've done. Nice. Which is 11,780 more than we have. What? This is exactly what you're on trial for, you numbnog! Good day, sir! Wait, don't hang up! <laughs> Jolly old St. Nick hangs up Rejected on Trumpy old King CNN. Trump tried to save face. He turned to the cameras. I just won the case! I spoke to Santa Claus and he said, Sir, I'll be there tonight! 
to testify that you are very, very nice. And 215 pounds. Twas a lie so outrageous. The judge said, All right, bring Santa to court by midnight tonight. So Trump schemed up a plot, and he squeezed it out quick. He'd stormed the North Pole in the... Well, damn it, I hate the ads. We'll get there in a second. LB, say Nick. China. What? You can't see me. Oh, crap. Mega Christmas, Meatball Kringle. Donald Trump? How did you get here so fast? I travel at the speed of Adderall. <laughs> it's real. He's come with his minions to steal Kringle's stuff. But Santa just chuckled. That won't be enough. You can take all my things, you thick Machiavelli. But my true power lies in my big magic belly. And what are you going to do? Suck the magic jelly right out of it? If you insist, Grandpa. Yeah, You're buying into this madness, too? Of course. Christmas, like Earth, has outlived its usefulness. Love those Pizzagate memes, Musk man. LOL, poopy emoji. 500 million likes. So Santa was strapped in a jelly transfuser, while opposite him hung a petulant user. You're sure this is safe, right? Of course. We use the same technology for Tesla's self-driving. Any last words, Santa? Go f*** yourself. No, Mr. Claus. I expect you to die. What I'm saying. It's a lie! It's a lie! Colorado! Thank you, sir! Want some more money? So the jagoffle monster that Elon just built set off to the courthouse to pardon his guilt. Hurry up, Rudolph! While back with his helpers, all thin, short of breath, Santa awaited my imminent death. Did somebody say imminent death? It was his college friend Joe who got lost on a walk and stopped to deliver a whispery pep talk. Listen here, St. Jack. Number one, we gotta fight. Cause like it or not, and mostly not, the fate of the world continues to rest upon the bird-like bones of us skinny old white dudes. My spine's made of powder. So let's hippity-scoot on down to that courthouse and save Christmas! But Trump took the sleigh! Should have locked his garage. Yet Joe wasn't worried. We'll go by montage! Wow! It's just like that movie, Barbenheimer! And look, there's Heimer! Don't do it, Robert! It'll haunt you forever! Too late. Jiminy Cricket, I see the Double D Dictator! Santa could spy the dictator below and called out to him. I brought mistletoe! What? 
Now kiss your ass goodbye. Bird off the school As the clock struck 12 midnight at court in DC. Looks like Santa's not coming. Like the old Mitchmas tree. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They broke through the facade, then rose to declare, That man is a fraud! I'm the real cause! Order! Order! Neither of you looks like Santa Claus. You look like you're on Ho-Ho-Ho-Zempic, and you're clearly Donald Trump with a magnificent rack. Thank you. You're welcome. But nope, I'm the real Santa. The grope class lied. I've got all his stuff. He boasted with pride. A big furry sack that lists from his shelves. A belly of jelly and two stupid elves. Here, here, Santa Dad. In my And let's not forget the most Santa-esque part. Millions believe in me with their whole heart. I believe. Hell yeah. Honk, honk. I proved oh I'm set. I've checked my list twice. And Donald J. Trump is tremendously nice. And innocent on all charges. Uh, the judge. I've been listening to my Mr. Connell impressions. And according to them, Donald Trump is Santa Claus. A jolly Jackson. Your Honor. Being Santa isn't about the Christmas letter of the law. It's the Christmas spirit of the law that counts. If this man truly is Santa Claus, I challenge him to fulfill the most basic of Santa's duties and give one gift to someone he loves. Uh-oh. Give it to me, Santa Dad. He stuffs oh. the present in his gob. Ain't too much. Exhibit A-hole. Uh-oh. The jelly is rejecting his belly! Take cover! <laughs> the jelly returned with a bright, gooey glow. It summoned old Kringle, who laughed. Oh. Oh. Special is rigged. It's rigged, I think. It's a mixed-miracle. Should all acquaintance be forgotten? This is brutal. Should all acquaintance be forgotten? Oh, that was... I think the Mitch mystery was the past. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to pause that and watch it again later. Uh, uh, Billable Rick says, uh, Cowbell der for your. Jane Goodall will not debate chimpanzees. Well, thank you. Thank you, Billable. And thank you, Claire. 
Claire, how touching. Thank you. Just listening to your good conversation with young Tristan, who reminds me of my own sons in his honesty, humility, and his knowledge and his interest in the world. Anyway, here's $21 in honor of Matt's late sister and my own, who's in hospice now. Oh, Claire, thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope your sister can be at peace. Thank you. Uh, and to the phones and uh, uh, and uh, let's see what's uh, who's on the let's see who's on the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Ho 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 there. Ho ho ho. Who are you calling a ho? Ho 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 here. <laughs> Happy uh, Thursday before Christmas, baby. Yes. Happy solstice. The real reason I, for hey, the season. You know, today, real reason for the season. Uh, yeah, because it is already dark. Um, it's just so crazy. You know, nine years ago today, Jan and I got married. Aww. He just... It's like, you know, and I, I deliberately picked the, you know, the 21st, not only because it's, you know, my birthday falls on July 21st, but because I was, that's how I was going to remember. And it just was a bonus about winter solstice. So, that part. So, how you be? Um, I, have you, I, I, I was there when you called me, when we talked to you, you told me about the turkey and the ham. I'm pretty sure you talked about that earlier. Oh, yeah. I did. I was, uh, that, that, I, I was brought to tears. It was wonderful. I can't wait to, to prepare them both. I, I am so excited for you. So, yeah, my wife went to, you know, Ralph and got our standing rib roast, and it cost her... $35 as opposed to 120 Yeah, uh, that's... What about Biden's inflation? Right. It's just, uh, you know, it just it makes absolutely no sense about how much stuff costs. And this is why I'm loving Katie Porter more and more, because I get tweets from her, and I still call them tweets for Fuck you, Elon. I mean, what is it, Leon? Um, um, so yeah, because what do you? Okay, so this is not Twitter anymore. Um, so what do you call them? X's? I mean, what? I mean, oh no, I mean, you 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 know um, you know what my take on it is. He changed it to X, and in a number of um, Mesoamerican indig indigenous languages, the letter X represents the diphthong sh sh sh. So. Dipshit Elon actually changed the name of the company from Twitter to sh and thereby it's you know it's kind of it's kind of like the artist formerly known as Kanye to changing his name to the Y E in oldie English is the it's still the and so uh, what what Elon did was actually change the name of Twitter to sh making it shitter. Shitter. And so when one uh, when somebody posts they post a shit to shitter. See how it works? It's just, it, 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 yeah, it's just, it, 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 it boggles my little pea brain because it's like, 
But aside from that, just, I'm sorry, because of my damn list, Tristan. I, yes. You know, every time I, I tuned in, like, not long before you, you know, like, right before you guys launched into the food corn um, section of the show. And he's just listening to, I mean, the, 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 the size of that, the brain on that, on that, on that kid. I don't, it's just, he's I'm like, I, I was listening to you guys a, are talking he, about he's, stuff. He's a full grown well, man. Okay, for me, I mean, those, I, I mean, I'm not, it's, I'm not, just, it's like, when you get to a certain age, everybody's a kid. True. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's, 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 but that just speaks to the breadth of his knowledge and, and the word is brilliant. And I, I, oh, I'm listening to him. I'm he like, I don't even, I don't, and when I was, I'm like, Jesus, I, I don't even know half that shit now, let alone when I was his age. It's just like, okay, I'm feeling kind of inadequate. And I know that's just so mean. So don't even trip, honey. When Auntie Tracy is just talking, don't even trip. But just, I'm like, God, I just like, okay, this kid, okay, I'm sorry, this young man, is that okay? Can I say young man? Yes. It's, it's just, he's, he's just amazing. And, 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 and coming from somebody, and I, I feel your pain, sweetie, because I am also, Aside from being a cab driver, I do paratransit as well. I and thought of you. I thought of you when Tristan okay. mentioned that. I do access here in LA, and I have been known to change the route because they have. I literally have them driving. I drive past somebody's place that I'm supposed to drop them off at, and if I catch it in time, I drop them off before I go past their. House. I, I've had times that I've driven past somebody's house or wherever their destination is, was going to be for me to drop off. They didn't want me to drop off two other people to come back around in maybe an hour. I'm like, I'm not, if I can, if I can change stuff around, because that's the beautiful thing about knowing the city and knowing where I'm going. And so I, when I get my route, I, Try to look at it before anything, and and I'm in that in the vein of it's a lot easier to apologize than ask for permission. So there's times that I I rerouted, I redone my whole route because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And I's like, who who you know who who's doing this routing? It's like who did they piss? Who 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 pissed them off or what have you? I mean, a lot of it. Because the problem is with the routing, they rely way too much on computers. And when you put in different places that people have to go, it makes it may look good, it makes sense to the computer, but it doesn't make sense in real life. So, like I said, whenever I get a chance, I try to change if I can. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Somebody's been up for a little while. The route. Yeah, I started this morning at, I was up at 5 o'clock this morning. What time is it? So, yeah, it's 12 hours. And I'm not going to be out for too much longer than this. But, it, you know, so, like, I, you guys know, um, I can be very, I'm, I'm getting to that point now. No, not getting to, I am at that point now in my right, in my life, sis. 
that I am no longer going to be deferential to white people um, in order to spare their feelings or what have you. I am still seething and still pissed the fuck off about that white man who called me uh, N-word bitch and then flipped me off and told me to go back to where I came from. So because of him, I am I am tolerating no bullshit from white people. Well, people in general, but especially white men. So on Tuesday, uh, was my airport day. Um, I got two airport days this week, fortunately. And so I'm sitting, at, you know, waiting for a passenger, you know, for a fare. And people are walking by me. And I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. Because I, I think what it is, is that I'm, since I'm in a minivan, and people see the minivan and they think that it costs more to ride in a minivan or they feel weird, you know, if it's just one person getting into the minivan and it, 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 unlike Uber and Lyft, it does not cost more to get in the minivan. So anyway, so finally, somebody comes by and this, they, now they don't tap on my window, they bang on my window. So I roll over, roll down the window, I'm like, yes, can I help you? Uh, are you available? Not, not like, hi, how are you? Um, are you, you know, nothing, there was no pleasantry, right? I'm like, okay, whatever. So I get out the car to help them, you know, open up the hatch to help them with their luggage. And they put their luggage in. And so it's two, two white guys. Um, one got in on the passenger side and the other got in on my side, on the driver's side. So before he still didn't greet me or anything. So he's like, we're going to Culver City. I'm like, okay. And so I have a routine. I have, you know, I put on my seatbelt. Well, first, I, you know, make sure I have my map, my map app open. I make sure I turn on, because I have done this a lot, that I forget to turn on the meter. So I turn on the meter, open up the map app, and then I ask where people are going. And, he, and so he got kind of funky with me because I was taking my time. And then I said, before I even got a chance to ask the address, I just knew Culver City. He started kind of getting kind of funky, and I'm like, is there a problem? And, oh, no, so this is what set him off. I said, you know, when he said, I'm going to Culver City, and I'm like, okay, well, hi, how are you doing? And how are you doing? Hi, how are you? <laughs> you know, in other words, in polite society, you greet people. You don't just get in um, a cab and start barking orders because my name is not Hogue. This is, and, and they're not, I'm not Morgan Freeman. They're not Jessica Catandy. And I was not driving Miss Daisy. So anyway, as, as, so we're, the guy gets a really bad attitude. He's like, and I said something. He's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't like it because you're giving me sass. I said, sass? First of all, Robin, what decade are we? First of all, what century are we in? Last I checked, the 21st. And we're just about a third of the way okay, into it. And, right. So when you, I, I, I don't think in my, the entirety of my life living in L.A., has anybody ever said to me personally that I fast them? Not even my black, older black relatives. Well, I haven't. First of all, I would never fast anybody because I, I haven't heard the uh, words. I haven't heard the word sass since like. God, before elementary school, before first grade. Right, right. 
I don't think we, I don't think we ever I don't think we ever even used that with our kids. Right. Oh my! Because it's just like wait, did he just ask sass you? Giving me, giving him, I was giving him sass this, and so I was like, oh. I said, so I have a question. Then, uh, why is it that when a black or white person, especially white men, don't like the tone or the facial expression or anything that a black woman does, they get attitude, you know? And he's like, oh, don't make it about race. I said, no, you pretty much already made it about race when you said I sassed you. <laughs> so then at that point, he's like, well, you know, we don't, I said, we don't have to talk. I can tell you the directions to um, where we're going. And I said, I, I got one better for you. We don't have to drop, you don't have to ride in my cab. So I, because I was in, I was still in the holding lot and I pulled out. And so, because I was basically at the back of the line, and I started heading out, and he actually thought, and I, and I, then I pulled over to the right and got out the cab. He's like, "Oh, we're doing this." I'm like, "Oh, yes, we are." I, you know, I said, "You want to see sass? I got some sass for you, baby." I kicked him out my cab. I'm girl. This is the reason. This is. This, these micro, uh, these microaggressions, this, this, this anti-blackness, it is so fucking exhausting. And when you have to put up with it on a daily basis, cause see, I forget my power. I forget as a cab driver, I can pull, especially a female driver, I can always say I felt threatened. See, it doesn't just work for white police officers too, either, you know? As a woman cab driver, I can say, if anybody ever gives me, I don't feel comfortable with this person in my cab. And that's all I got to say. And then I said, not only do I not feel comfortable, I don't feel comfortable driving races. And who are you, you know, because I get these people and, this, this, you know, especially white people will say, oh, you're overreacting. Oh, you're being too emotional. Oh, you're taking it out of context. And so I have to, I am no longer going to be, because I used to get gaslit by that shit, sis. I'm like, no, no, this is, this is the end of that shit. I am calling motherfuckers out. As soon as people, because that's the problem. It's like people have let folks slide on their bullshit for far too long, and I'm tired of it, especially when it's directed to me. So going forward, if anybody says anything to me that is perceived as being a dick, an asshole, or a racist, I am going to call you out. I mean, there's some things that you could, you, I'm not so much let slide, but you just kind of like, mm, you're just being an asshole. But when it's just somebody just being, when somebody says that I sassed you, I'm like, I, I was like, master, no, don't say I fast you. Oh, God. So I kicked him out my cab. And the best part was the starter is a brother. And he looked at me and he was about to ask what was happening. He saw the look at my face on my face. He's like, nah. I'm not going there. Uh, he, uh, he knows me well enough to know that if I, if I, you know, um, kicked somebody at my cab, it had to be bad. But the best part was, so, 
there was a family uh, waiting, and they were watching the, the you know the interaction between me and the asshole. And so they're like, "Oh, we need a van." I'm like, "Great, sure." You know, and once they got their shit out, and I started, you know, and I was very pleasant. I was me, and I'm like, you know, help them get their luggage in the car, and you know, they, they got in the car, and I did my check again, and I'm like, "Hey, so folks," and they said, "Hi, how are you?" You know, before they got in my cab, and so once they got in my cab, you know, I did my little check, and then I'm like, "Okay, folks, where are we headed?" And when they put the ad, when they gave me the address, I'm like, hot damn, I'm going to the valley, which is where I live. And I wanted to go home anyway. So not only did I get a better ride and most definitely a nicer group, nicer, you know, group of people, I got a ride home and I got a monster tip. You know, but, you know, we have to start. That's the way the universe works. Right. And not only did I get That's, a better ride, but I have a, cause the woman that I, the family, they were just coming back from London. She was there for work. And then for the first few days, she was there alone. And then her family joined her. But she works for Amazon Music and she travels a lot. So she's like, can I get your car? Because I, you know, I would love to, you know, for personal trips to, to and from LA. She's like, okay, I got you. Nice. That part. But that's like you said. That's how the universe works. Put that but, in the wind you know, column. You got, we, you, you, you got a lemon, and you got it, and then you got a then you got a big big pitcher of lemonade out of it. Big picture of lemonade, but real. You know, I know you got to go, but um, as women, we have to stand firm in our power. Sis, we cannot continue to let people just talk to us and treat us any old kind of way. And I'm tired. Did I send you that, that thing about what to get white people for Christmas? You did. You did. And I haven't gotten to it, but I will did, after the show. Did time. you read it? I'll get it. I'll get to it after the show. Yeah, but it's, but one of the things that the, 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 the writer talked about was no longer, you know, I'm, I'm no more code switching. I'm just going to be my own unapologetically black and feminine self. But, it takes a long time to get to that point. And I want you, as we, as we slide into 2024, to, to own your power, to, to live yourself and live your truth and not let people talk to you or treat you any old kind of way. And don't allow yourself to be up on yourself because you think you are not you know, to somebody's ideal standards of beauty. I think you're fucking amazing. I think you're fucking beautiful. You. And fuck anybody else who doesn't take that way. Or not. See. That, there that, you go. Yeah, see, that that's why we can't... Yeah, Or not fuck anybody else. Yeah, right. That's why we can't have nice things. God damn it. I know. Anyway. I know. Um, oh look, this this I'm this, 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 this program started out problematically enough. So, yeah. <laughs> Tracy, you have a good night, dear. But again, you know, you, I love you so much. I right, love you, and Matt. Happy, you know. God bless you for your, you know remembering your sister, and you know do more. You know, if anybody else can help with that challenge, please, 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 please. All right, I'm out. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Tracy calling from the mean streets of greater L.A.
couple of notes before we wrap things up here. First of all, thank you to everybody who did respond to uh, Matt's In Memory of Constance Challenge. Um, it, was a, it was a significant number. Uh, thank you so much to our anonymous Internet friend for the remembrance. Thank you. That was our anonymous friend's uh, message for the remembrance. And thanks as well to Kevin who uh, jumped in twice. Kevin in Colorado Springs. And thanks as well, uh, as I mentioned earlier, to Claire. And uh, please, uh, Claire, uh, Jude wants you to know that she will hold your sister in her thoughts and in her meditations. Um, I want to make sure that I didn't miss anyone. So that's... Uh, Goodness, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven responses. Thank you so much. And remember Constance. Because memory is eternity. Note from Gino. Subject line, coffee shops. I'm late to the conversation because my computer was updating, but don't we have enough Internet access in our lives? Our favorite coffee shop when we get down to the big city beside the Salty Lake has no Wi-Fi. Where you would expect to see a sign with the network and password by the register, you see instead, we have no Wi-Fi. Make believe it's 1995 and talk to each other. I think there's something to that. And they don't suffer for it. Place is always packed. Thank you, Trino. Yeah, it's... It's it's nice when we can sit down and uh, it's also kind of surprising when people sit down and there's no phones on the table and people sit and talk like it's 1995. Thanks for that. And on the way out the door, the last line, the, the the last word goes to our buddy Texas T. Subject line: Scott's Christmas. This is the Horn's first Christmas without Scott, since Scott became a member of the community. Texas T says, Merry Christmas, Scott. Scott Marinoff's Christmas Dream, 12-5-2022. Time now to share with you the strange dream I had the other night. It was Christmas time, and I was five or six years old. Someone had taken me to a department store to visit Santa. It wasn't the real Santa, of course. Neither was it one of those seasonal hires, not quite sober, Santa's helpers. Nope. The guy sitting in Santa's big chair was Trump. He was all decked out in the usual red velvet suit and white trim and matching hat, complete with the woolen snowball on top. With a growing sense of dread, I climbed up onto his lap and was greeted with a hearty ho, 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 which didn't quite ring true. It came across less like the typical cheery Santa greeting and more like he was summoning Stormy Daniels and a few of her friends. My little hands trembled as I unfurled my longish list of goodies. I hoped he'd be leaving under my tree. I should have known this experience would be unlike any visit with Santa I'd previously had. Did I mention the music? It wasn't the usual holiday fare. No such luck. 
Blaring out of the overhead speakers came the unnerving strains of You Can't Always Get What You Want playing on an endless loop tape. Instead of little elves scampering around the styrofoam snowdrifts and candy cane houses, overhead were overheard overhead were dozen overhead were dozens of winged monkeys wearing Trump 2024 shirts, screeching angrily and swooping down over the heads of the other kids waiting in line. I only got through about a third of the items on my list before being overcome by the distinctive aroma of old KFC, bad cheeseburgers, and the faintest hint of pee emanating from Santa Trump. I hope he doesn't see this post. If he somehow does, all I can look for in my Christmas stocking will be a sheaf of purloined government documents and a couple of lumps of coal. From the mind of Scott Marinoff. December the 5th, 2022. Thanks for that memory, Texas T. Thank you. So that's the program. I started a little bit late, but we almost got the full three hours in. By the time I'm done with the credits, we'll probably have all the all in. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so very much. Turned out this thorn in the side Thursday was wacky and a little bit in the gutter and and thought provoking and introspective because of what y'all bring to this conversation. Thank you. Thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thank you to our challenge makers, Matt. Know that Constance is in my memory and in my heart. And I'm glad for the love that you shared. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Thank you. For our all-volunteer staff, thank you. Roger in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Please, take a moment. Click the heart or the like or the whatever button on the podcast, wherever you take it. Maybe leave a comment so others can see what this community means. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster, get your flu shot, get your RSV vaccine if you can. Wear your mask around larger groups, five or more, according to Paul from Parts Unknown. Happy holidays, Paul. Wear those masks, especially if you're going to be around Trump people, for obvious reasons. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance best you can, given the time of the year. And if uh, John Schneider happens to drive up to you, by the way, Arnold and PA reminded me, or didn't remind me, told me, I had no idea. They trashed something on the order of 600 General Lees in the making of that hard little program. 
Wow. Uh, but if John Schneider comes towards you talking about, you know what? That Joe Biden and that Hunter Biden, you ought to be hung. Well, avoid avoid that wash up like the plague. Because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.